Music is a moral law. It gives soul to the universe, wings to the mind, flight to the imagination, and charm and gaiety to life and to everything. Ladies, gentlemen, and variations thereupon, this is not an escapism. Hello and welcome to the show. My name is Oodles, Greatest Hits, Parts 1 and 2. Joining me today, enter the Wu-Tang, 36 Chambers, it's Biggie. I like that. Chocolate starfish and hot dog flavoured water, it's Candy. Oh, we mind my chocolate starfish. <laughs> <laughs> the number of the beast, it's Gadget. Yes, 666 of me. And finally, Good Apollo and Burning Star 4, Volume 1, From Fear Through the Eyes of Madness, it's Stig. Hello, 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 hello. Just a short little album title there for you, mate. Yep. Album title's longer than the album. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, just peek behind the curtain, I was looking at long uh, album titles, and there's one that's like a full paragraph, I thought, no, I'm not going to do that. But before we get into the show, please consider becoming one of our sexy and incredibly cool patrons to help us divide and conquer the podcasting world. Details are in our show notes, but mainly check out our website, modernescapism.co.uk, for more exquisite content and links to everything we do. Oh, all I want now is some news. Give it to me, Biggie. It's Biggie's breaking news. You may already know, but he doesn't, because it's time for Biggie's Breaking News. Thank you. Today, the week that was tonight... And all of you Marvel fans will be pleased to know this is a completely Marvel-free news section. Excellent. First up, Fucking shit. Moon Knight Season 2 of the Midnight Mission. <laughs> oh, he had us. He had us. <laughs> and we'll have, it will have 12 episodes. The season will begin filming later this year in Budapest. And um, That's a spoiler. Scott Isaac will be producing. Will be a producer. We, me and Stig really like Moon Knight, seen so... Yet. Yeah, I'm well up for this. Bang I'm up well for up it. for it. The way, the way it ended and everything, it's just yeah. yeah, got me wanting more, more, more. So yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. This phase is better on TV than it is films. Wasn't wasn't the season? I thought the season was supposed to be quite weak. Like it like really sagged in the middle. No, no. Maybe watch it and then you you can. I'll listen to the show. <laughs> I've got the podcast to do. <laughs> listen to our podcast. Don't listen to any other podcast. Next. Um, for you non-Marvel fans, Sam Mendes and Armando Iannucci are leading the team behind a new HBO comedy series. It's going to be titled already. The, the Franchise. The potential show will be uh, following a hopeful crew that are trapped inside a dysfunctional, nonsensical, joyous hellscape of a franchise superhero movie making. Fucking mid. There you go. <laughs> Bang <laughs> into this. Yep. They pull oh, that off. Well I'm up just for up that. for more Armando Iannucci work. Like, Veep was fucking fantastic. Yeah, but mate, Sam Mendes as well. I mean, Sam. Oh, Sam Mendes knows his biscuits. He, he'll he'll do some good work with it. But I just, I just want more of Armando's writing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And swearing. It's right for the, it. Though, it's isn't the it? swearing. It's a, it's it's especially the swearing. The subject matters well, right? I mean, we've had the boys, obviously. 
Um, but just something like this would be uh, well up for that. The anti-superhero shows are occasionally, more often than not, better than the actual superhero ones. <laughs> so... Tim, Sounds like they're taking the, the kind of tack that would be like with Mythic Quest, where it's t- you know taking the piss out of the making of a video game, yeah. taking the piss out yeah. of the making of a superhero franchise, and it's obviously just gets stranger and stranger the further they get into it. I'm, I'm already predicting it. one at scenes where they have to recast somebody, and all the hijinks that involves <laughs> recasting somebody. Yeah, I'm Did sure. You? I'm sure there'll probably be a, a scene where like the green screen goes wrong or something like that, or yeah, or one of their <laughs> cast gets injured. Yeah, you just I need to uh, just copy what DC are doing. <laughs> wow! Send, send cameras to the DCEU offices. Yeah, <laughs> like the office itself. <laughs> Next. Speaking of something that else that's indestructible, Rockstar Games' parent company Take Two Interactive was officially announced during its Q1 2024 investor conference. The Grand Theft Auto 5 has now sold over 170 million copies to date. Have you jumped now, two years into the future? 2024? That's what it said. Obviously announcing uh, stuff coming up for further down the field, but that's what it said. But I think, put, I think that's a typo there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I think it is. <laughs> I, didn't put that, I didn't put that in. But, but it's done all but, right, but, hasn't it? GTA 5, it's done all right. An additional 5 million was well. sold during the last... Water. Who the fuck keeps buying it? No, I don't, I don't know. It's because they keep releasing stuff on it. I bought. I told you I bought it in the in the lockdown. Again, the best aspect of GTA Five, the online one, is like pennies, isn't it? Now you get it for like buy GTA eight quid. Got me GTA yeah. Five and a load of free online like money and it's shit. pennies, isn't it? Eight quid. Mm. And you great, get, great value. It, it, it's des- if you really want to think about it, it's never ending. Really, that that's that's eight quid of value. That is it. The so it must be the biggest selling game of all time. Yeah, I think it, it is. is yeah, mm. yeah, way, yeah, way be. surpassing stuff like Tetris and stuff. Yeah, because, yeah, because they always produce like kind of newer versions or add-ons or slightly altered oh, versions, don't they? I, I, it's just I, I, the I know. Game. I know Tetris was for a long time, but they were including different versions of that game, yeah. So yeah. It's, it's stupid. As long as it's just called Tetris. Like, oh, we'll count the Game Boy version, PC versions, every other console's versions of it. No, it's not really fair, is it? GTA 5, as an entity, as a sole product, is the best. It's, it's the best seller. It's... And I haven't played it in about six, seven years. <laughs> I think uh, I, 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 I do think GTA Five is kind of underserved by the fact they never did any story DLC for it. It's all just the online yeah. stuff. Mm. I, I, I believe I'm, I might be wrong. I think there's some really heavy story online stuff now. Yeah, yeah, a lot of the online stuff like has it's stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's more the more the requirement of having to play with other people or play in the online servers and stuff like that. Ooh, right? Other people, yeah. exactly. Ooh. Yeah, you know, some, you can some... you can turn off. Um, People being able to hurt you. Yeah, you can. You can also just have like two people in your own city. Can't yeah, you? it just seems like a barrier to entry it. for me. Like, like, because I, I just go keep going back to thinking <laughs> I don't of want like to talk to people. Well, no, but I keep going back to like GTA Four and thinking like the Ballad of Gay Tony and the Lost and the Found, or Lost and the whatever it was. Lost and the Damned. That's it. Lost and the Damned. Um, they were fucking brilliant. Gay Tony, especially. Yeah, the Ballad of Gay Tony was that outstanding. Was, Gay Tony's better than GTA Four. Well, true. Yeah, loads better. Lost and found where it was set in a lost property section of a supermarket. <laughs> that would work. 
your Paul Blatt all the way through. <laughs> GTA Blatt. Mate, don't fucking give ideas. That's ours. That's ours. Next segway GTA combat. Needs a se- the next GTA needs a Segway. You can yeah. ride a Segway in the next GTA. Segway combat. <laughs> segway racing. Yeah. Just imagine, yeah, just yeah. imagine a drive-by on a Segway, like, like gangster, gangster <laughs> leaning back on it with an Uzi. And rolling backwards <laughs> down the street. A roll by shooting. <laughs> the barcode. <laughs> Next. Linking to our last podcast, Prey is the most watched premiere on Hulu of all time, including oh, all be. film and TV series debuts. And it fully Never fucking deserves it. I don't know how you even get Hulu. What's. So, so Hulu's just a streaming service, but it's just in the US. So, like, you know, in the same way that HBO Max is just in the US. So, like, stuff gets yes. put on. To, HBO Max stuff gets put on uh, now. Sky TV, Atlantic. Sky Atlantic and now TV here. Yeah. Uh, Hulu and Disney Plus tend to be about the same. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. Mm. It, yeah, it's praise great. It's I watched brilliant. it actually as soon as we finished recording last week. I put it straight on. Loved it. Yeah. yeah. My wife liked it more than me as well, which is good. It's rare. She likes anything. Especially me. <laughs> and speaking of the uh, <laughs> the streaming service where I watched it, the ad supported version of Disney Plus will be launching in December. How much December it cost? 8th. And Disney Plus Basic, which doesn't make any sense, will launch um, for seven ninety nine dollars per month. Uh, so it's obviously launching the US first, uh, and I'm sure, no doubt, will come over here. The ad free version. Is that cheaper than I'm paying Plus. now? I think it's about seven quid at the month, at month now, isn't eight, it? Eight pound now, yeah. Yeah. I'm still going to go with cheapest option. I- I'll take an ad. I'm not bothered. It depends on the <laughs> ad. If it's if they're just advertising stuff that's on the channel, that's fine because Amazon do that, and I don't. I'm not really asked. But if it's like fucking Dad's doorstep challenge or something, they're advertising to me before. <laughs> before what every a reference! Episode. What a reference! Halfway through a film or something. Yeah. Yeah, halfway through a film. Bang! Still it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's what, I, that's, I, that's, that's, what, that's what you don't want. You, you're in the you're in the middle of like Midsummer or something like that, and you go, "Hi, I'm Barry Scott." <laughs> <laughs> Leaps out of the screen at you. You buy one, um, you get one free. I've, I've used YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Bug off. I've used YouTube for like ten years now, and I don't care about the ads. I just get on with it. Oh, I, I didn't no, care I, until I got YouTube Premium, and now I care. Yeah, I, I got YouTube the, Premium because I it got to the point where I was because I tend to watch really long videos. Like I'll have like three hour long videos on the oh, background. Oh, they just cut it, and they put it all the way through, and it's like they're stacking up like three or four ads together now, and it's always the same fucking thing. I was just like, you know what? I'll pay a tenner a month. Fuck it, just get rid of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I usually use the the, the, the uh, month free trial every now and again when it refreshes every year, and I'll enjoy that. Good. It's usually January. Enjoy that January of free, ad-free stuff, but yeah. no, since I use. And speaking of uh, ad-free, the Disney Plus Premium, as it's going to be called, will be uh, in price increased to ten ninety nine dollars per month. Now, so I'll stick with ads. I do what, whatever my brother's doing because I use his anyway. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. I might start doing them trade. I mean, it's only Netflix. It's the, the, the guys that are kind of clamping down on this, but because the, they're uh, idiots and they're no, clearly trying that, to kill that, their um, own service. Yeah, it's that service trading that everyone are doing, aren't they? They've got groups on online where they're like, "I've got this, you have that, and we'll trade that across," and everyone's just trading serve. That's fucking brilliant. It's genius. But Netflix are going no. Yeah, that's pretty much how we do it in our family. I pay for some yeah. stuff. My dad pays for some. My brother pays for others, and my sister takes it all for free. <laughs> 
Yeah. Well, there friend, you go. Friend of the show. Yeah. That's it. Next. Uh, for those that are into this, because I still haven't caught any of this yet, Cobra Kai Season 5 yeah. um, will be coming watch. soon. And it, Mike Barnes is back, whatever that means. <laughs> that means he, everything. He's the buddy from from Karate Kid 3. It means now mm. they have now they have everybody back. Every, everybody, everybody. Everybody or someone that played a bit part or one of the arsehole kids. It was a fuck. Like, everyone's got come back. Now he was the last one them to bring back <laughs> have you not heard the rumours that they're bringing Mr Miyagi back from the dead nope nope <laughs> nope nope <laughs> well kind of but not quite not quite um, Jackie Chan has been spotted in LA during recordings of Cobra Kai and he was in the uh, Karate Kid like remake wasn't he he was yeah imagine how meta that would be that Jackie Chan turned up as I can't remember his name in that he wasn't Mr Miyagi obviously he's Chinese not Japanese, but I can't remember him. You have to get Jaden Smith in. Oh, please no. He's not problematic, is he? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're good. Actually, the, actually, Hilary Swank is the only one that's missing now. Hilary Swank, yeah. yeah. She was the karate kid. The next karate combine. kid. Yeah. I'm telling you now, Biggie, you love karate, right? You love kung fu and all that stuff. Mm. It's so Cobra fun. Kai is fucking incredible. It's, it's Power Rangers for adults. Yeah. It's so much fun. I mean, it's ridiculous at times, and you're like, yeah. "Why are these kids fighting, doing karate, and fighting in school?" And most <laughs> of my kids at this point, they're, they're adults. <laughs> yeah, because it's just great. <laughs> it's just so much fun. Do you know those scenes on Power Rangers when they're at school? It's them bits, just one big series. <laughs> it's so good. When they can't morph for oh, whatever I'll reason. Get around to I just, I just love it's how it all, it's all, it's all based on the fact that. The Karate Kid one ruined his like his life because he lost to Daniel Russo and that yeah. Daniel LaRusso and that's it. Like the whole show is based on the fact that he can't get over the fact he lost. And the, all, all, all all Beverly Hills have now entered this karate like craze that, that it's just taking over them <laughs> like 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 a curse. Every, everyone's into it. Everyone's into karate. The, the merch for karate. the show is everywhere, isn't it? Oh, it's so good, man. Oh, no, Cobra Kai, it knows what it's doing. It knows how stupid it is. Mm. It's fucking super clever. It's just a laugh, and I'm always up for it. But again, for Netflix it. keeping me attached, aren't they? Keeping me attached, clinging me on. For it to binge watch as well, because it's mm. one of those shows that ends with a... Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't want to watch this because it's half past 12 at night, but <laughs> I need to see what happens. Yeah, Cobra Kai till I die, mate. Forever. I've stayed up to half two just because every episode was just like, ends, yeah. and I'm like, I need to see it. And I, I just had to say, no, go to bed. And last season, because <laughs> the kids are now adults now, or the actors are, they're trying to get a bit sexy. It's, oh, it's confusing. It's very confusing. <laughs> It's a good show. It's a good show. Get it watched. You've been waxing on and off, have you? Whee! No, not at all, mate. Not at all. It's just confusing, isn't it? It's just confusing <laughs> when they're all like 27 years old, but they're playing 17-year-olds. Like, huh? I'm confused. <laughs> it's really bad. Next. Oh, well, finally, um, there are a few announcements for games, but uh, one that caught Gadget's eye this week is Alone in the Dark returns to... Is it De Seto, De Keto Manor? De Seto. In a new... De Seto. De Seto. In a new modern reimagining of the 90s classic. It apparently has its own original story. Can you explain to me, Gadget, why you're excited about this? Because... Alone in the Dark, no, known for not having 
any good games in the whole series. Yeah, Alone in the Dark One was fucking brilliant. I remember playing that back in '93. Really? Yeah. I mean, oh, it, it I was it. it was junky as all fuck, but it was the precursor to stuff like Resident Evil, you know. So, yeah, it it, it crawled so Re- oh, Resident Evil could run. But no, they were pretty creepy games. And then they did what this... about the new Nightmare? I really liked it. Like it was, did you? It was like a seven out of ten game, but it wasn't bad. Uh, now the two thousand and eight well, one, Inferno. that was the two thousand eight one. That was fucking terrible. Yeah, Alone the film, in the Dark Inferno, the the we the we the we um, exclusive version. Oh yeah, that, that was version. bleak. It's like, come up, come up, let's go! Yeah. Fire everywhere! <laughs> but yeah, I'm, 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 I'm excited. I'm excited for this. Like, I watched the trailer. It looks cheesy. It looks fun. Um, yeah, because because you really like Alone in the Dark, you should play The Sinking City. That's exactly like Alone in the Dark, but with Lovecraft. Yeah, I, I, I want to play it, but there's a whole like rights issue with it. So like the version that's on Steam is like not the proper version of it because the publisher yeah, stole the code. Yeah. So I'm kind of waiting for that to be sorted out and for like Frogwares to put out the proper version of it so I can play it. The PS5 version runs lovely. But yeah, yeah that, that's very alone in the dark one. Yeah, I do. I do want to play that one. Um, and there was there was that Call of Cthulhu game as well, which was supposed to be. Mm. It's all okay. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's all okay. right. That one. I was looking at that the other day. Sinking City is way better though. Out of them two, because they came out about the same time, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Um, but the, yeah, there was like a full THQ digital showcase thing, and there was like loads of stuff announced. So you had that alone in the dark. There's a RTS game. Called so uh, no so, yeah RTS slash RPG game called Tempest Rising, um, a, a space exploration one uh, called Space for Sale where you play a property developer turning planets into livable homes. Oh, I'm into that. Yeah, uh, remake for Destroy All Humans two. I like th- I like the remake to the first one. Uh, they also I think I think they announced the release date for the Hogwarts game. They're still coming. Yeah, it's thing. February next year, I think. Jeez, it's still a thing. What do you think? We're just going to scrap it? <laughs> well, they st- scrap everything lately. They're scra- scrapped, scrapped. I'm still waiting for Scalebound. It is, one, it is Warner Brothers, isn't it? Our scale, yeah. scale, Scalebound's definitely not coming out. I'm still waiting. I've still got a pre-order ready. <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's, yeah, there was there was quite a few games announced in the last week. Uh, oh yeah, there was one called Recreation. Uh, which was from a team of people who used to work on Burnout. So the people who worked at uh, Criterion. Oh, uh, uh, yes, I did see that. Smashy, smashy game. Yeah. Uh, open world racer with an emphasis on freedom, player-created content, meaning you can explore, race, build, physics to flying course. And the fact. It sounds a bit more like Trackmania than anything, but yeah, it looks like... Yeah. Trackmania is insane, though. I love Trackmania. Looks like there's going to be some mental crashing in it. Did you uh, play Criterion's FPS, Black? Yeah, it was called Black, wasn't it? It wasn't. Black, yeah. It wasn't the Halo slash Killzone killer that everyone said it was going to be. But I enjoyed it. No, I thought it was really yeah, good. It was like four or five hours long. I loved you it. Could blow it was everything. Rock hard. Yeah, it really was rock hard. hard. Very brown as well it, for a game called Black. Yeah, it should have been called Brown. <laughs> but it was. It was that early two thousands Brown, wasn't it? I liked it. I thought Black were good, mm. and it felt. The like, guns it were felt... really cool. Like they all yeah. guns felt really hefty. And, yeah. Mm. Black 2, announced today by us. Black 2, the re-blackening. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Next. But yeah, that's that's it. So uh, over to oh. you, Oodles, for the uh, entertainment music update. Uh, music's still a thing. Um, music <laughs> still exists. It's existed since, I think, spoken languages existed. So maybe even before. But yeah, still going strong. Music. Yay. 
Everybody, everybody knows music started in in the year two thousand when Fred Durst said, "If only we could fly," and that was when music began. It is, <laughs> and ended in the same sentence. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, let's crack on with the Nexus. I'll start because I've done fuck all. Um, literally, I've had a week of just not really doing anything. I've been um, getting headfirst into my work. I'm, I'm actually um, playing a game that's embargoed that I can't talk about, and I've been smashing that. Um, it's good so far. I can't talk about that till next time. Um, I've watched Sandman again, <laughs> again, <laughs> again. <laughs> Love it, and I've also listened to the audiobook of the Sandman. I'm just, oh, I'm just having a Neil Gaiman fix. Mm, it's I almost so good that today. The audiobook's fantastic. It's James McAvoy. It was Ooh. mainly just because I thought, how does a graphic novel translate into an audiobook? It's sensational. It, it, Neil Gaiman narrates it, so he's actually describing. What you'd normally see with your eyes, you know. Okay, what I mean? that's good. Because I was just, yeah. And I, he's got I, a great voice, Neil Gaiman. I don't know if you've ever heard him speak. He has got a luscious voice to listen to. Yeah, I, I thought. I just thought about potentially listening to that before the show had started. I think it'll help. Yeah. yeah, I'm enjoying yeah. it. I'm only a few episodes in though. It's just because find the time <laughs> when we've you got, got to episode five yet. No, he literally only watched three episodes. So, good God, good God. Um, oh, I've also still been playing Xenoblade Three. You know, you know. It's a 200-hour RPG. It's still good. It's still it's twists and turns. But I did something that I've never done this week. Um, I watched a film that Biggie probably loves called Friday. Very old. Friday. Mm-hmm. Friday's great. Mm. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen that in years. Chris Tucker and Ice Cube. I've no, never seen Friday, up. but I knew, I knew all about it because obviously the memes and Bye Felicia, all that stuff. And damn! All that I knew, all that <laughs> everyone knows, all that, but I'd never actually watched it. Do you know what? I fucking Not loved it. I genuinely loved it. I loved I, every. <laughs> it felt like it felt like um, black culture's version of Clerks to me. Yeah, that's a good it's, comparison. It, it's just it's just two guys hanging out and having hijinks, but then it takes a bit of a dark twist later on at the end, a bit like Clerks aim to do. Because if, if you remember, Kevin Smith wanted. Um, Dante to die at the end of that, but they didn't in the end. But yeah, it's, I, I think Friday's good. I know there's a sequel, but everyone says it's not good. There's two. Oh, is there? Next Apparently Friday. they're not good. Next Friday is has some good stuff in it. Friday after next is mm. good. I, I, I don't know. I just f- to say how how old it is now because it's like what ninety one something like that ninety two something like that, early nineties. It's it's just good. There's a good sense of place. There's a good sense of character. It's not overly aggressive. Obviously, the culture's there, but it's not like Boys in the Hood. You know what I mean? That's the gritty version of that. Yeah, it's just really good, and I can I can see you can see why um, Ice Cube thought, you know what? I could be an actor. He's sensational on this, and Chris Tucker's just Chris Tucker. Sensation. There's some there's some name there's some faces and names. I, saw, I you see in this. I'm like fucking hell. That must have been their first. You know what I mean? Their first film. Oh, it's just yeah. Friday's really good. And it was just one of those things that passed me by years and years. And it just arrived on Netflix. I thought, I'm having this. I'm having a bit of this. And it paid off. Really liked it. Fantastic film. I don't know if no. it holds, holds up in the pantheon of that type of genre, but I think it's sensational. Do you know what's really funny is uh, this week I actually saw a little interview clip from um, Jonah Hill. Yeah. And he was saying that him and Channing Tatum could never get Ice Cube to laugh on Twenty One Jump Street. Mm. It's really super serious. 
never yeah, last. Yeah. Like they couldn't ever get him to like break or anything. And he said they were on the flight one time and they sat there and they're listening to Ice Cube, like absolutely just sat there watching a film, proper mm. laughing, absolutely howling. Like he's like he's laughing. Like what's going on over there? It's like <laughs> never heard him laugh this much before. What is it? It's Channing Tatum says, walks down the aisle, went to the toilet, and he comes back down, and he has he has a little sneaky look at what he's watching. He's watching Friday. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> watching himself. Yep. That's the oh, only that's thing that, that he laughed at. <laughs> he, did, he did look like he was having a whale of a time filming it. It's, it's just a really, if, you, if, if it's past you guys by listeners, um, I genuinely, it's, it's about an hour and a half of your time. Just, it's, I just think it's brilliant. It's just, I've got summer vibes as well because it's boiling up on that film. It's boiling up right now. So, yeah, it's just Friday. That's me. Biggie, what have you been up to? I'm the same, mate. <clears throat> I've done very little. You watch Friday uh, as well. That's good. This is going well. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I finished the uh, MasterChef 2019 series I was watching. I love that you're watching yeah. MasterChef 2019. I'm watching Friday. Modern escapism. <laughs> and I'm uh, still watching The Sopranos, and I'm playing the 2017. What? Well, this is it. Uh, Mecha turn based strategy game on my laptop. So, uh, and oh, that's football what I'm manager. Saying. So, yeah. That is literally it. That's all I've been doing. Great for the pod out, that mate. Fantastic. <laughs> You're welcome. Football Sorry, that's manager. Well, well, then, yeah. <laughs> do you know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to. Do you know what I'm going to do to absolutely punish you for this, Biggie? I'm going to just put a picture of you on the pod out. <laughs> no, no, no. I've got, I've got things you can put on. Fantastic. I've actually done stuff this week. Go on then, Stig. Show us what you've been doing. Uh, so first up this week, I after we talked about Star Trek and Star Wars on the Patreon show, and I've put in that Deep Space Nine track at the end. I remembered that the recently, last few years, a DS9 documentary came out. Oh. It's called uh, What We Left Behind, Looking Back at Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Mm. And it, um, it follows uh, Iris Stephen Burr. He kind of, one of the writers on the show, and he, uh, and he kind of gets the everyone back together and it's a big talking head documentary and they're just talking about their time on the show and they have them talking about it and they have fans talking about it and what it means to them uh, even really young girls it's like they're literally talking to her she must be about eight or nine she's like telling her about what her favorite episode is and what certain things mean to her and things like that and how how much she just loves deep space nine and on the surface of it, it's a pretty thin documentary. There's not a lot of substance to it. They don't really go into any of the backstage politics. Um, there is a tiny little bit regarding um, Terry Farrell's like departure. Uh, she kind of touches on that a little bit. But other than that, it's more just a love letter to DS9. Like If you really like Deep Space Nine like I do, it's my favourite Star Trek show. It's one of my favorite shows of all time, and just this—it's all it is. It's just a love letter to it, and you hear how proud and happy everyone on the show was to be part of it. I might have and to I look really, that up. Really, really, really enjoyed it. Um, I don't really give a crap that it doesn't touch on any of the shitty stuff that went on. Uh, it's a shame, but that's kind of not what the documentary's doing. Um, it's a celebration. It, yeah, exactly. It's not what I was after. What what it what it did was what exactly what I was after. And I, I've been sat watching DS9 clips on YouTube, and I'm like, DS9's so good. 
have I got time to rewatch this again? I really, really, really want to rewatch this show, and it just because so much out though, isn't there? It just touches on you know everything that they did with that show is is brilliant, and um, there's a bit where um, Bashir, I forget the guy's actor's name, but he says, um, "Alexander Siddiq." That's it, yeah. He That's said, it. there's all these people out there in Vegas and they've come to see us and they love the, so they love the show. It just took them 20 years to get here. And I sat there watching going, it didn't take me 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> I loved you first, Alexander. Yeah, I was there from the beginning. Oh, it's such yeah. a good... Like, I, I was so lucky that I decided... Well, I, obviously, I've watched all, all of Star Trek since we started this podcast, so I'm yep. new to it. And it's still so fresh in my mind that I think DS9 is the one that's stuck with me most. Out of all, I just think it's the one that holds up the best. I think it's the, the one. Best, it's it's the best it's the story, one the, best morals. It gives you the most characterization of anything as well, because yeah. other, every other Star Trek has always been thing of the week. Well, my, my yeah. least favorite of the Star Treks, I've completely. Well, I remember again, I didn't finish the uh, Scott Bakula one because I couldn't. No one should. <laughs> My least favourite, other than that, is the original series. I just... <sighs> it's, it's too much of its time. Yeah, you know sure what I mean? I don't think it holds up at all. Next generation. Next, next generation through to Voyager is like peak Star Trek. Yeah, obviously, we're getting, a, getting it back now with Strange New Worlds. But Oh, that is so good. Yeah, it was just... I think it's the most progressive Star Trek. And I, I know things, things that happened in the, in the original series did push the boundaries at the time. But they are touching on things there, and they bring it up in the documentary. And obviously, they have an African American as captain, and there's episodes that touch on race and LGBT um, yeah. issues and things like that. And they're still relevant to today. Yeah, like yeah, they, I think that's why I, I, I they kind of talk about that kind of says you know stuff we were kind of highlighting back then still is an issue now. Is still anyone... have these problems. And if anyone's it's... not watched it, uh, DS9, and he's a bit scared to jump in, on that um, which episode should I skip? dot com, there's a very good rundown of the, the most important episodes. But not, but with DS9, it's not the story of the episodes; it's the ones with the 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 morals and the dramatic. Do you know what I mean? Overtures that it's got, and it's really if you if you can't stomach it all, just watch the the pivotal yeah. episodes. So yeah. good. I mean, it did things that the other Star Treks weren't doing. Like, it dared to take it into a more of an overarching arc and yeah, bring yeah. Pro- proper war to it, yeah. to the show. Dominion War was like so the, good. Like the so Dominion good. War. It's like they introduced a load of new characters, uh, new species, and just... They were yeah. in deep space, guys. And the documentary is from 2018, so there is a clip on there where they kind of show the HD remake of the Big Space Battle. Which is really cool. Wow! And they pitch an idea for season eight. Oh, if it was going to be. So they sit in the writers' room and they go, "Okay, this, this, this," and it goes, "I'm kind of thinking this, and I'm kind of thinking that," and it's kind of cool. There's a few ideas in there that would work. There's a few that wouldn't. It's a lot for one episode. If you were to do all that in one episode, it felt like you could get a whole series out of that if you're going to do it. But yeah, please do it. Yeah, please. <laughs> you know, you had to be bringing out, bringing back Picard and all that, and doing all these things. I, I, I never back. understood why um, Next Generation got that bigger pull over this. I think it's probably the films as well, isn't it? 
No, no, something to do with that. No, I don't know what it is. It was because it was the first one back because you had Star Trek, the original series, in the sixties. So long between, and then you had the films, kind of starting in the mid seventies and leading through to the eighties. I mean, you were still getting yeah. original series cast films while Next Gen was on. Yes, you were. Yeah, but um, when when Next Gen hit, and that so that into DS Nine into Voyager, that became basically the thing that saved CBS know, because yeah. because like. The money that they brought in on advertising for like the last season of Next Generation funded the company's operations for the entire year. That's incredible. Like it's that's how big a draw it was at the time. Wasn't there yeah. a big thing about uh, the two captains meeting as well? They did, yeah, on, on the film, didn't they? The, no, yeah. uh, oh, which one? Which captains? Uh, Kirk, Kirk and Picard. Picard. Yeah, yeah, yeah in, generations. Gener- in generations. Yeah, I thought you meant DS Nine because because Picard is in the, the opening episode. episode. Yeah, it is. Also, if you think toxic fandom was a new thing, it no. was not. It was <laughs> no. not. Because they get the cast to read out all these horrible comments about what people were saying about DS9 at the time. And I'm, I'm sat there and the people are going, this, 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 this. I'm sat there going, you just fucking idiot. Bear in mind that? as well. Bear in mind. Yeah. A lot of the fan le- letters, they sent letters out <laughs> saying, yeah. I hate this. <laughs> yeah, the people sending letters saying how much they hated it. And I'm like, Idiots, man. With a returned address on it as well. <laughs> if, these, <laughs> if these companies really wanted to, they could go around and kick their ass. Yeah. But great, like, lovely documentary. Honestly, it, it really got me in the feels and kind of just made me want to watch DS9 again. So it's definitely worth, cool. worth checking out if, you've, um, if you're a big fan of the show. Mm. Um, that wasn't even the main thing. I only kind of wanted to touch quickly on that. But anyway. Star Trek, uh, we're going to out. We're going to yeah. do it. <laughs> I did a double bill this week of 13 Lives and The Rescue. 13 Lives and The Rescue? Yes. So 13 Lives is a new movie on Amazon Prime by Ron Howard, and it's about the 2018 uh, Thai uh, cave rescue of the football team and the coach. Um, And The Rescue is the documentary about it that came out the year before. So the 13 Lives stars Vigo Mortensen, Colin Farrell, Joe uh, Edgerton. And wow. yeah, it just kind of tells a story about what they had to do to get those boys out of that cave. Mm. Um, they had... It, it, what I like about what Ron Howard's done with the with 13 Lives is he hasn't over-dramatised or sensationalised anything uh, in the movie he's kind of there's like one scene which was slightly changed which um was the death of one of the divers um but other than that it's just kind of them going there trying to figure out how we rescue these boys seeing what the locals were doing and what people around the world they came to help they had people who were experts in the mountain and they knew of the kind of potholes in the mountain so the they were pumping all this water out and it wasn't doing anything because <coughs> rainfall and holes in the mountain meant that it was just coming from inside the mountain. They'd go into these little sinkholes and it'd fill in from above. So you had wow. hundreds of people up there with pipes and bam- like literally making pipes out of bamboo and they had to pump it all down the mountain and flood the local rice fields and to, to try and get these boys out. And yeah, and the film is just a, it's just a telling of that. Um, I do like a Ron Howard film, though. Uh, yeah, it's very much like a it's an Apollo thirteen kind of. Yeah, like, <laughs> you know that's, what it is. Dramatic that's kind of what music. You're 
yeah. The only thing that I felt that the 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 film lacked was uh, I've seen a lot of people say oh, it's so tense and everything. I didn't feel that tension because I knew in the end everything survive. was fine. Mm. Yeah, I, I think if this wasn't a real life story and it was a film mm. I was watching, I'd have been so tense. But like, I felt that with Apollo thirteen, for instance. We all know what happened. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like when you go to watch the God forbid. You go and watch Titanic, you knew what was going to happen at the end. It's just how yeah. they get to that destination. Yeah, that, and this this film kind of just does what the documentary's telling you. So the documentary, The Rescue, came out, like I said, the year before, and it's this is a talking head documentary, so it's interviewing kind of the Thai Navy SEALs, the uh, Americans that were there, and, and the, the British divers that uh, you know ultimately got them out, and their crew... And these were just volunteers. Like the British divers were, they weren't paid to do this. They were just experts in their field. Um, just these Risking kind of lives, weren't they? Old English men out, you know, not in the shape of a Navy SEAL, but, you know, decent shakes yeah. who just do this kind of cave diving for fun. And they had to figure out how to get these boys out. Mm. Uh, and really smoke me a kipper and I'll be back for breakfast. <laughs> well, yeah, in a way, in a way. <laughs> He's been nursing that for episodes, hasn't he? He's been wanting to say that. Absolutely. Um, I, I, honestly, I just watched this this documentary, and it's just incredible. For, for starters, it's incredible what these boys and their coach did, that, that how they managed to keep themselves alive and safe. Uh, their coach taught them breathing meditation techniques to try and keep them. Uh, safe. They're in there for eighteen days. I think they were in there. Eighteen days, something like that. Yeah. They were get by the time when they found them, they were able to like swim back and forth and get them some rations and stuff and some blankets. Yeah, they got skinny though. A lot of them, didn't they? Oh yeah, they were they were really really mal- malnourished, um, malnourished, and and just sick. And yeah, <clears throat> but the the divers um getting there, it was ten hour journey swimming there and back. That's yeah. how far they'd gone into these cave systems. These tiny, tiny corridors of the divers having to get through. Makes and... me sick, that stuff. Mm. Honestly, the, the film didn't bother me as much, but when they showed like rec- recreations of it in the f- documentary, you know how I feel about that kind of stuff. Yeah. I, I can't, I, it just, that made me feel so uneasy. Yeah, I can't. I'm, I'm quite claustrophobic when it comes to stuff. Yeah, like that. but the way they got them out, they had to keep it secret. They didn't tell anyone about how they got them out until actually until after the time because they had to put the boys to sleep. Yeah. 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 Because like these boys will not survive because they'll panic. Mm. And yeah. also not all of them could swim. Yeah. So um it's just incredible. Drag, drag honestly. Out, yeah. It it kinda it kinda gives you a bit of hope for humanity when, when you see that just because of the amount of people who volunteered to go over <clears> there and and put their lives on the line to just to rescue these thirteen people. Yeah, it's, it's 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 one of those rare rare slices of oh, we can be good. Yeah, mm. it it really leaves you feeling very emotional watching, especially the documentary. <clears throat> the film does a re- is a really good film. I really enjoyed the film. And yeah. Colin Farrell nails it. You, genuinely, it's very difficult to tell it's him just because really? of his man- because of his mannerisms and the way he speaks. Um, mm. I mean, you mm. see in his face, and you know it's him. But it just—it's like nothing you've ever seen before. But then, when you watch that film, and then you watch the documentary, and you're like, he's just yeah. nailed the guy he's playing. 
but yeah, the, I did that. They're both worth checking out. The Rescue is on Disney Plus as well. Yeah. So if you've got Amazon Prime and Disney Plus, you can do a double header of each. Oof. Yeah, nice, nice, yeah. nice. Excellent, mate. Do it, do Excellent. Do either of them take the opportunity to dunk on Elon Musk for his... Nope, he is, not, he is not mentioned once. Good. No, because even bad press is press. True. Yep. Exactly, exactly. It's all about it, the good it, stuff cap- people do. He'll capitalise on that and start selling more bitcoins or whatever he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that guy, he's in the fire anyway. Yeah, True. he's in the fire. Died. Candy. Candy. What? Oh, sorry, I didn't hear you. You cut you can't, out. You, yeah, your your internet's gone all. But... Can, you, can you hear me? I can now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But for the listener, I am operating this on four G technology today because my internet's gone down. <laughs> <laughs> that will sound weird because the the actual audio that you we'll will be fine. To will be we're absolutely fine. You just going can it? Can it? Can it? Candy fell asleep. Um, no, yes. Candy. Actually, I do. I don't want to keep harping on about Sandman, but I did watch it, and it really is incredible. Keep those, those two episodes, on, you please. It, actually, the first epi- the the one episode you told me about or told us about. Sorry, um, episode five was incredible. Then the episode after that as well. Um, yeah, yeah. It was a real tearjerker and really good. I've actually um, def- downloaded. Yeah, I've I've downloaded the um, first volume of the um, graphic novel on the Kindle. I went nice. to I went to buy it. The hard copy version, it won't get to me for about sort of um, three weeks. I was like, no, I need to read it now. So I've got that coming up. Just start as well. reprinting it. Yeah. About to start reprinting it because everyone's like, ooh, yeah. this is good. And that artwork is lush as well. Um, mm. But the main thing I did, I started a game last night. Um, I didn't really know what to expect, um, other than I was kind of completely sucked in by the artwork and the style. And that is Cult of the Lamb. Does anyone rem- remember the trailer from that game? Yep. Yes. Yeah, they showed it at Gamecom. So it's it's basically it's the. Um, I think me and Gadget reacted to it, going, "Oh, look at this!" I think yeah, so. Yeah, I think so. So it's the two day two D satanic um, sheep in the Pope hat, yep. kind of Nickelodeon like Powerpuff Girls, Ren and Stimpy style graphics. Samurai um, Jack looking. Yeah, so that kind of like googly eyes. It looks cool. Um, developed by Monster Games and produced by Devolver Digital. Um, I've had a lot of fun with this game. Like I can't put it down. Um, so to sum up the best I can, it's it's kind of a hybrid, like it's half roguelike or roguelite, half base building game. Um, like like I said, I went in not really knowing what to, anything about it. Like I thought maybe just a two D action game. I wasn't expecting to be comparing it to Animal Crossing. <laughs> so <laughs> so you start as this adorable sacrificial lamb um, who's given a second chance at life by. Um, a character called the One Who Waits, who's a demonic deity. It's been trapped by its fellow gods. Um, in exchange, you have to slay all those other gods who trapped him and build a cult of followers to spread his own word. So, yep. to tackle the road light part of the um, game first, <clears throat> you're presented with four doors, each needing a different number of followers in which to enter. Um, each of them having one of the gods kind of behind it as a final boss. Um, and inside you have like several kind of randomly generated stages. Um, you can choose your own path. So you'll get a small clue what you'll get on, what you'll kind of be rewarded with. So it could be sort of new followers, new supplies for your camp um, or enemy. You can collect enemies' bones to do um, to later performers' rituals back at camp. 
And each they're called crusades when you go sort of dungeon delving. Each crusade uh, takes about 10, 15 minutes-ish. Oh, that's um, not long, is it, for a... No, it's not long at all, but it, I'll, I'll go into why that's not a bad thing in a minute. Because um, it, it, re- it rewards you basically with new followers or new inventory to go back to camp. Um, the reason behind collecting more and more followers is what they'll do, they'll, they'll worship you, and the more time your followers spend worshipping, the more you kind of receive as HP to sort of level up. So both your character and your camp have a levelling tree and um, you have quests that take place both in the camp and on the Crusades as well. <clears throat> Taking care of the camp is more like the Animal Crossing part of it, so it's, it's what you would imagine. So you're looking after your followers by feeding them, you've got to keep the camp clean. There is a lot of shit to shovel, you're sho- shoveling shit. Um, you either have to merge or re-educate the non-believers if their faith gets too low. Um, you can perform rituals and sermons to keep the faith a bit higher. Um, you can introduce doctrines such as um, like not to fear death. So if you do sacrifice a follower, they won't throw up everywhere all over camp or make, or, you know, or make them perform a three-day fast, for example, so you don't have to worry about them starving to death when you're away on a crusade. Um, yeah. Any, any followers you gained during crusades, they appear back in your camp and you can customise their name and their appearance as well. So it's, it's super cute in a really satanic way. Um, their appearance, you can unlock new appearances and everything like throughout the game. And they, that, they needs all to, take... that needs to be on your tombstone. Super cute in a satanic way. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah, that's, that's my tagline. Um, but yeah, no, they all take, take the form of these cute little animals, some of which are wearing corpse paint. So cute, but satanic. And it kind of continues in this, it's like a, it's a, a cycle of doing tasks in your camp to to level up, to complete dungeons, to bring back higher rewards and um, improving. And you get sort of sort of mini tasks as you go. Like, for, for example, one of the tasks I had to do <coughs> in, um, in, the, in the camp was to trick... One of the followers thought it would be really hilarious to trick one of um, the sort of co-followers to eat shit. So I accepted <laughs> the quest for them to eat a, uh, a shit sandwich, and shit sandwich they did eat. But it's... so. Um, oh. It is quite a ch- mm. it's it's a no brainer really. It's quite a chill game, um, but it's one that I can see myself sinking a lot of hours into. Like I already have, like I, said, I downloaded it yesterday, started playing it about nine o'clock last night, and I've probably put about ten in- ten hours into it already. And I've the- heard it's only about fifteen hours long. I think it is. Yeah, that's well, it's it's quite hard because it's only been out a day. It's quite hard mm. to find actually that much information about how long it actually is. Like. I don't know if that would be the the main quest or if that's like that's the thing with these type of games. Yeah, it, it can just, just the narratives going. that long. Yeah, and then I, I I imagine you can probably just keep going and going because it's because the camp yeah. building. Um, yeah. But on the crusade, I mean, on the crusades, the the combat is is quite simple. Um, so you've got an attack, you've got a dodge, and you've got um, it's called a curse. So it's basically it's a ranged attack or an AOE depending on what you, what you choose as you go. Um, it has the potential to become a bit dull because um, you'll either face a wave of smaller enemies or you'll, fe- you'll find a boss and you have to learn their patterns. But it's almost like you're kind of encouraged to finish the Crusades as quickly as you can anyway because life's still carrying on at your camp. So whilst you're away, your followers are getting hungry, they're pooing everywhere, or they'll even like die of old age if you take that long. Um, there's several, many, sort of many games as well. 
that take place in different locations on the map. There's there's an actual world map as well you can travel around. Um, I found two of them so far. So I've got knuckle bones, so you can uh, bet some money on it. Or there's fishing, just again, just like Animal Crossing. So you can fish for food for your followers, or just chill and just fish. Um, oh yeah. You, that's another thing you can actually you can collect several recipes for your followers and cook them at camp. They've all got different bonuses and sort of debuffs and whatnot. So you can make them a really nice meal so that they'll be really happy. But at the same time, you can make them a, a really horrible meal that will it'll say in the stats that it will cause them to shit immediately. And whilst that's gross, you do need to collect the poop to f- then fertilize the plants to grow new berries. <laughs> so it's pretty fun. Circle of life. Yeah, absolutely. So you I think science like, the shit out of it. Hey. Hey. <laughs> So I think, like, I think some people will probably judge it as style over substance without actually playing it. Like, it does look pretty gimmicky, and that is why I fell for it kind of thing. But actually, like, there's a, a pretty fun and pretty charming game that did take me by surprise. And it's a good review, it's, though, it's, isn't it? It has, yeah, yeah and I've only has, just yeah. been reading them today. It's, it's 20 quid, um, because... You, yeah, people have been saying it's about 15 hours. It's, it's not, like, I'm not unhappy with spending that amount of money. Like, I, I think 20 quid's worth it for about 15 hours. That's fine. Hey, look, Resident Evil 8 was, what, 10 hours? Yeah. 50 quid. <laughs> yep. But don't, don't feel bad about that. I love that. <laughs> you know I mean, I love that game. Yeah. So I, 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 w- I was going to sue this company um, because they completely took my idea for my Animal Crossing island. I had a cult on there. It's on my on my uh, Instagram and my Twitter from a few years back. Uh, even the character looks identical to what I created. Hmm. Uh, I had I had a uh, I had a lamb on there with a Pope hat on and a blood red garb. So, wow. um, but now you said it's it's a good game. I'm probably not going to sue them anymore. <laughs> well, I am glad. <laughs> and, and plus, I went back to that island uh, about two three weeks ago because I've not been on it for like a year. There's fucking tarantulas everywhere. <laughs> it's fucking insane, that island. Now it's Ooh. just death. Everyone's, like, packed up and left. The cult is no more. They've come to mine. But, yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Cult of the Lamb. Into it. I might get that. Um, Gadget, you're the last one. I am. Uh, so, because I've been busy this week, it has been a bit of a quieter week, but I, I do have things to talk about. So, um, today I... Taking re- notes there, Biggie. Taking notes. Busy <laughs> week, but still got things to talk about. Uh, today I rewatched The Fifth Element. Um, of did. Because it's a great film, but also because I'm going to be talking about that on 100 Things We Learned About Film. Oh, name drop. <laughs> yeah, I completely forgot to name drop my episode. And then I like, <laughs> shit. And then I thought, I'll do it again this week. And then that didn't happen. And I was like, shit. So yeah, yeah, go back two weeks. I was on there with Tommy Boy. Just, great. Listen, just listen to that show anyway. It's great. Yeah. Show. yeah, it's a great show. But yeah, so I, I really enjoyed watching it back. It's one of those films. It's like it's like a comfort film for me because it was something I loved in the 90s. And it just falls me out. I watch it every couple of years. And it's all, it's a vivacious looking film. But well, it holds up massively. Yeah, well put together, well acted. Chris Tucker's incredible in it. Um, mm. But when I was kind of doing the stuff for the facts, and I don't want to kind of like talk about too many things about it because I'm going to talk about it on their pod. But I didn't realize that the language that um, Lilu speaks is, is a full language. Yes. Luke Besson wrote it. There's dictionaries out get, there for it. Yeah, that's what I'm about to say. I've seen this little pocket dictionary of it. Yeah. yeah I thought that was madness. impressive. 
Um, Dallas Multipass. Yes. I've been continuing my journey in Sekiro, and I'm not far from the end of it, actually. Uh, I, I have been slightly impressed by your tenacity to just think, fuck it, I'm doing it this time. Yeah. Because you've bounced off a good few times now. This is like think, the fourth time I've tried playing it. This is it. This is the one. <laughs> uh, and uh, so far, I'm up to the L fight, the first L fight. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. And he's yeah. a cheating bastard. Cheese um, yeah, him. There's, there's ways. I'll not tell you unless you're ready for it. No, no, no. I mean, I've only had... What five runs at him, and uh, I'm learning him. Oh, that's fuck all. That's nothing for that. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm 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 really enjoying it, and it's kind of I don't think it'll be my favorite kind of FromSoft game when I've finished it. Um, no. There is a lot I absolutely love about it. I love the world design. I love the story. Um, I do. There's a few things I really hate about it, though. Mostly, the game is really terrible about tutorializing you properly because it's a hard, complicated game. And it does a shocking job of teaching you how to play it. Like, I have to learn how to play it off wikis and off YouTube and stuff like that. But So the, the main one that makes me think of it, so there is a move in the game called the Lightning Reversal, where some enemies can throw lightning at you, you have to jump in the air, hit the block button, which grabs the lightning on your sword, and before you back. land on the ground, you, you have to attack again and you throw it back at the enemy. Which is, it's a complicated move. The timing is ridiculous on it. But once you pull it off, it looks badass as fuck because you're catching it's lightning with second, your sword. Uh, they did a thing on um, one of those uh, YouTube, and it's a two-second animation, the whole thing. Yeah. So it's you, you super jumping, hard landing, clicking, pressing buttons. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's too, super hard to do. The problem is the it goes against the narrative because they want they narratively want it to be a surprise when you see it for the first time. So you get the lightning reversal. The first time you have to deal with lightning is in the first Genichiro boss fight, which is where I got stuck at last time I tried to play this. And it's basically, it's you've worked your way to the top of this castle. You have a really fucking hard two-stage fight with a guy. You think he's down. He gets back up and all of a sudden he's, I will cast off humanity for Ashino. And he starts casting lightning, a heretical art at you. And you are given a tool tip on the screen to go, this is how you deal with lightning. It's like, what the fuck? It's massive. Yeah. A massive tool tip. It's a block of text. And so now the guy's chucking lightning at you. You've just survived a two-stage fight where you've probably got no healing items left whatsoever. And when it hits you, it will take your full health bar if you fuck it up. And it's just like, it's so bad at shit like that. Like, um, I, I still haven't managed to properly do one anyway. And it's just, it, it pisses me off because narratively, I get why they want the surprise there because it's like, you haven't seen this before. This is an incredible thing. But did they have to do it after that fight? <laughs> that stage the, the, of that fight. The thing is, uh, depending on how you tackle that game, there is a, an area you could have gone just before that that would have explained that, but you wouldn't have used what it explained until that actual fight. That's how it fucks it up a little bit. Yeah, and it. But like, there are some. Like, the, conversely, there are some things that it does well in terms of tutorializing you on. Like, I think a lot of people complain about the run of the first five bosses of the game. Um that they are bad at teaching you things, but I think they do pretty well because you fight a guy, you first fight a guy who does perilous attacks, then you fight the chained ogre, then you find a guy who kind of hits you hard with a sword, then you fight Giobu, um, who teaches you about distance and range and stuff like that. Like, oh, and it isn't, then the it isn't fair to uh, English reading people, though, because the symbols are in uh, kanji, and we don't know what them symbols are saying. <laughs> do you know when it flashes up red? I just see it as warning, like just yeah, I know, move, but it actually do something. I think I think it's something. <laughs> I think it's something like wind and and power. I think it says something simple like that. So if you were if you're a kanji speaking person, it's like oh, I know what to do straight away. 
rather oh, than right. just going, ah, ah. I didn't even realize they're different. I'd see a red flash. Oh, yeah, they're different, mate. They're all different. The game so far has had some of my favorite fights that FromSoft have ever put together. Um, Genichiro, despite my complaints about the lightning thing, I really enjoyed the Genichiro fight. Um, I loved the um, the Guardian Ape. The Guardian Ape was such a fun fight. The Pooh Ape. Yeah, which I didn't have any bother with, actually. A lot of people had more bother with than I did. But um, yeah, I really enjoyed that. And then I really enjoyed the second time we were fighting with the second ape, because why not add more enemies to a boss fight? You see the ape wife. Yeah, the ape wife. But it, it was it a was really fun puzzle to work it out. I hated the fooled and screamed monkeys. They can get in the fucking bin. They were terrible. I um, don't like them kind of puzzle bosses. Nah. Um, and it, it, Oh, Lady Butterfly. I absolutely love the Lady Butterfly fight. Stunning fight. So yeah, I'm really enjoying. And the the thing, the the main thing that I'll get to is kind of related to it because uh, so I had to drive to the south coast and back again this week again, um, which is 15 hours worth of driving. Is this so the I, last time though? Last time I've had to do it, yeah. Um, so I decided while I was going down there, get me podcasts on. And I've been listening to Bonfire Side Chat, which is a podcast about the Souls games, and because I, I never listened to their Sekiro series, so I'm listening to their Sekiro series up to the point where I've reached. Um, the um, it's it's uh, two American lads, Gary Butterfield and Cole Ross, and they yeah they go in deep dives on on the levels, work your way through it. It's just an analysis podcast about the, the Soul series. They've done them for all the games. They talk they've talked about the music. They've they're working through Elden Ring at the minute. Uh, I subscribed to their Patreon so I could get access to it because annoyingly Bonfire Side Chat is behind their paywall because um, mm-hmm. they 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 have a podcast network podcast network called Duckfeed TV. Mm-hmm. Um. And they have loads of shows like Watch Out for Fireballs and Abject Suffering and shit like Watch that. Watch Out for Fireballs is how I discovered them. Yeah. Uh, I th- Back I think in was, the day. I didn't, I've never enjoyed Watch Out for Fireballs. I just like Bonfire Side Chat because they've got really good analysis of the Souls games and I love them. I like, I love Because I love the Souls games so much. They read out one of my feedback things on the uh, Dark Souls 2 way back when before Scholar of the First Sin and they were howling at what, what I've Fed back to him about the uh, forbidden woods, the fog land, shaded yeah. woods, shaded wood. That's it. Oh god, that that, <laughs> that 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 just feels like ten years ago now. It's probably not that far off, to be honest. I mean, Dark Souls Two is twenty fourteen. Oh god, years. oh, <laughs> that makes me sick. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. So I, I've kind of binged through their entire Ashina, uh, Ashina, um Sekiro series up to the point of. The wolf, uh, the owl fight, the first owl fight, um, and they have some really good analysis on it, and a lot of their thoughts kind of uh, align with mine on it. You know, like the like the game is bad at tutorializing some things. Owl's character yeah. is a bit shit um, compared to Genichiro. Um, Ishin yeah. is Ishin's a pure dude because he's just he's Batman effectively. Tengu. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, I, if you enjoy the Souls games or you enjoy the From Software stuff. I would say check them out. That there is some stuff that's not on their Patreon. You can like go back and list like their Dark Souls one and two content. I don't think that's on their Patreon. I think they have like a couple mm-hmm. of episodes of their um, Elden Ring stuff that's not on Patreon. But yeah, have a listen. They're doing to them. that now, aren't they? They're doing Elden Ring now, aren't they? Yeah, and, it slowly, uh, well, slowly. Well, they're kind of struggling with it because like with with the the previous games, they just talk about a level or an area. It's kind of hard to do <laughs> with Elden Ring because it's so fucking broad. Like I think they had four episodes just on Limgrave. Just because there's so much in there, I do look forward to hearing some gadget feedback. If you send it into their show, that'd be nice. To hear yeah, you there. I know him. He's a friend <laughs> from work. <laughs> <laughs> 
so yeah, so it's been it's been a, it's been a still a soulsy week, uh, or at least a very secular week. But I'm I'm determined to finish it this time. I'm, I, I think you, I've only got, got two areas left. I've two fount- big areas, though. I've got Fountainhead Palace, and then the Divine Realm, the mop up. You, yeah, you've got the mop up as well, the big mop up. Yeah, and I'm I'm determined to get I'm determined to get like the super good because I know what the endings are. I want to get the um, the Dragon's Return one. Oh, so, you've got a tough boss on that one, then. <laughs> yeah, I know because because I've, I've got to fight the demon of hatred, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> Worst FromSoft boss I've ever done. It's it, 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 it's like if you watch a speedrunner do Demon of Hatred, it's sickening. Oh, I just made him jump off a cliff. I'm not fucking <laughs> about that shit. I'm not fucking um, about that shit. But yeah, that's my week. Excellent, excellent, excellent. The listener has been waiting with bated breath to let Stig loose with. To, let me just say behind the curtain again, Stig's put a lot of effort into this main topic this week. Mm. The man. Has been on Spotify all week curating. Well, so take it of, away, Stig. A lot of effort and just adding songs to a Spotify listen. It takes hours. Making sure you all listen to them. <laughs> Absolutely. More more effort than we normally put into this shit show. <laughs> it's like being like homework this week. Last two know. weeks have been proper homework. Listen, Andy says she likes it though. Listening to an album, reviewing it, and now have to then listen to these songs. So what we're going to do this week for our next up in the music month is we're going to create our own compilation album and to do this we've each chosen five tracks we've chucked them into a spotify playlist we've been listening to those tracks and we're going to have to whittle it down to gadget suggested 12 i'm not sure if that's a little too harsh or not i would personally say 14 maybe i like i like a 12 track album though 12 i mean we could have three each maybe no, no, no. And then, you might end up with none. I might, I might end up with none. That's the whole me. point. This isn't about. It's not about choosing three from you, three from here. It's like we have to decide. I mean, I'm not going to end up with none, but you might. So, <laughs> Ooh, confident. Jesus. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I know. I know. Biggie's going to go straight for Oodles as choices. I don't know. Particularly one. Anyway, yeah. Well, you put a safe one in there, Candy. Put real a couple of safe, safe ones in. in. <laughs> a couple of safe ones in for sure. It's because she's a coward. She's yeah. A coward. No, but anyway. I genuinely do like. Anyway, so continue. So what we're gonna do? Yeah, we're gonna go through these songs. We're gonna kind of do little reviews on what we think. We're gonna hear people's opinions on them. Uh, we're gonna make this album, and then right at the end, we've got a few listener ones that we're gonna add How as bonus they? tracks. So no listener feedback this week. That was the feedback. Gave us songs to listen to, and we're gonna choose from their songs. Um, shall we go through what everyone chose first? Yep. Yep. So, Oodles, do you want to tell us what you chose? Yes, absolutely. I chose five lovely songs. Uh, the first one I chose was uh, "We Got the Moves" by Electric Callboy. Love that song. Then I I had to put my boyfriend in, so I've got "Thirteen Ninety" by Andrew Garfield. Um, <laughs> then I put "Kingslayer" featuring Baby Metal by Bring Me the. Uh, Bring me the horizon. Sorry, put my teeth in. And uh, Lorna Shaw to the Hellfire. <laughs> and aha, take on me. Lovely. And uh, myself, I did Elvis, If I Can Dream, Coheed and Cambria's No World for Tomorrow, Joyner Lucas and Eminem, Lucky You, Local Natives, When Am I Gonna Lose You, and David Bowie's Starman. Ooh, Next. Yeah. 
to submit some songs was Biggie. What did you put in Biggie? Uh, I put in uh, The Roots, Distortion to Static, um, LTJ Bookham, uh, Atlantis, I Need You, nice drum and bass track, uh, Company Flow, Eight Steps to Perfection, uh, Kings of Leon, um, a little rock track in there, Closer, and because uh, I talked about him last week, Pete Rock and Seal Smooth, my favourite track ever, they reminisce over you. Yeah, excellent. Uh, Gadget, what were your five? Uh, mine were uh, Born to Run by the boss himself, Bruce Springsteen. Birdhouse in Your Soul by They Might Be Giants. All My Best Friends Are Metalheads by Less Than Jake. Uh, the Evil That Men Do by Iron Maiden. And Sultan's A Swing by Dire Straits. Excellent. And finally, Candy, what were your five? I had Prodigy, Firestarter, Foo Fighters, The Best of You, Ramones, Pet Cemetery, Black Rebel Motorcycle Club, um, Best of You, and Madonna, Like a Prayer. So not Best of You, sorry. Beat the Devil's Tattoo. Beat the Devil's Tattoo. (laughs) It's a thousand degrees, by the way, if anyone's listening. (laughs) Yes. I'm starting to vest. Yeah. Because it is warm. Right. So first off, I want to know one track from everyone's, one track that you are going to keep, you'd love to keep from everyone. So not one from your own. Like It doesn't have to be from everyone. So Gadget, you just have to choose one track that you would definitely love to, to be in there from someone else's list. Right, oh, from someone else's list. Okay, yeah. so... Um, I mean, th- 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 there are a lot of good ones in there. Um, I think the one that kind of maybe jumps out most to me would be uh, one track. Okay, okay, I'm I'm going to go for No World for Tomorrow by uh, by Coheed and Cambria. I really, really like that track. It's uh, weirdly the first time I've heard that one. I don't think I've listened to that album yet. Oh come on! But it's it's, it's like I was listening to it when I was doing when I was uh, mowing the lawn today. I was just like, oh, that's a fucking banger. Excellent. I I I wanted to propose if people like this that that would be a great opening track to the album so. but we'll get there uh biggie i'd like um out of this list um when am i going to lose you by local natives i uh, excellent i love it i love local natives i, I really like that i've never heard yeah. it before um yeah and it was just a, a track that I, I appreciated uh the music i thought the lyrics were great just yeah really cool track really Kind of almost like a chilled rock track. I like, liked it a lot. Yeah. Really Do cool. you want to know where I discovered them oodles? Yeah. From Life is Strange. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It sounds about right. <laughs> yep. I can uh, hear Oodle, Oodles vomiting over that song now. Oh, it's better than <laughs> the fucking one of them that he put in. Jesus. You know what we said? Me. Mm-hmm. Obvious. Prodigy. Yeah. Gotta be, man. It's one of the best songs ever written of all time. Candy? Um, I hate to be obvious, the obvious metal head, but mine's going to be Kingslayer by Bring Me the Horizon <laughs> Metal. Listen, we'll look I after just... each other, Candy. We'll look after Absolutely. each other. Absolutely. Do you know what? I, I, it's not one that, it's not really a song that I've, has ever stuck out to me before, but I think just kind of against the, and uh, not quite so rock background, it, it did jump out. I just, I like baby metal, but I don't love them. And same with Bring Me. But there's something that just works with the two bands together. Like the juxtaposition yep. between it is just fucking cool. 
Yeah, I, I, re- I really like that one as well. Never heard it before, but I really, really like that one. <laughs> so that, good. That's in my that's in my list of. I would definitely put it on there, but I will choose a different one. Um, and mine is going to be what was it called? We got the moves. Yeah, fucking loved that track. Isn't that it a good song? So good. Yeah. <laughs> I really it's also the gayest song on there. It's insane. I love it. I really, really love that. It's just so like that band are insane, mate. I yeah. showed Gadget it a few mo- a month back. Gadget were like, oh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, um, yeah. I just they are crazy Germans. They are just crazy <laughs> Germans. Just yeah, it got me, man. Like I, I, I tell you what, not to bury the lead doodles, but there's only literally one song on yours that I didn't like. And I, to be honest, I didn't I think I know which one it is. I didn't. It's not like I didn't like it. I just didn't think that it would fit in an album. <laughs> I do. Right. So we got five tracks there. No will for tomorrow. When am I going to lose you? Prodigy, Firestarter, Kingslayer, and we got the moves. I'm going to leave them safe for now. We can take these in and out. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could get to the point where it's like, right, we've got 15 tracks. We need to lose some. I want to leave them safe because they're the ones that stood out for everyone. Right. Now we're going to eliminate five. No. We're going to get rid of five tracks that people do not want on here. I've got one straight away if you want to go to me. Yeah. Kings of Leon. I fucking hate them. Hi. <laughs> How wow. So that track is so good. No, the first album's good. And then they should have quit. I really like that album, to be fair. Nope. I like that song. So it wouldn't have it was in my mid pile for but Bye. It's a great song live, it's a great song on the album, it's so cool, it's dark, I love it. Shine. That that yeah, scream into the guitar is amazing. You wanna know about screaming? You should have listened to mine. <laughs> it probably has. Oh, I have. Which one are you gonna get rid of? <laughs> this is an easy one for me. Uh fuck me, to the hellfire, man. Jesus <laughs> Can you explain why? Can you explain why for the listeners? Terrified it's, that, it's just that screaming, that really, oh, all that kind of stuff. The thrash metal, How's it go? screaming, How's thrash metal. Just, Are it, you insane? That's not thrash I don't metal. Even, I don't know what it is, do I? But my God, no <laughs> way! I was, just, when I was listening to that, that's that's the first time I've heard that song, and I like had to stop what I was doing when the breakdown hit because mm. Jesus well, Christ, that hits yeah. so hard. <laughs> it does hit squealing. It literally right I at the just, end is just like. <laughs> It's like, yeah, it's insane. Else. I love it. It's you know, I'd never heard of that I, I didn't even before. get to the end of it. I'd never heard of that band before. And then since I listened to that track, they seem to be everywhere. Like they keep popping up for me on YouTube. Oh, they're huge. They're yeah, huge. Massive. He's, he's, he's got the, one of the best ranges of that kind of vocal uh, Tibetan throat singing that exists. He's, he is insane, that guy. I just don't get it. Just don't get that stuff at all. Yeah, it's a bit. I I kind of, I'm more into the music than the vocals. Like, do you know what I mean? The guitar and the drumming, solid behind all that. It's just the vocals, man. What's the fucking point? Fantastic, mate. It's fantastic. That's that's, even you said. Even you should said. Right up on your Spotify saying, yeah, look why at them they pretending have they've got lyrics. <laughs> yeah, <there's no> <laughs> yeah I, I don't understand why they bother. There's no point. Uh, we've got full lyrics. Like, no, you haven't. You're just making noises with your throat. 
<laughs> I don't I don't know. I just some I, I just love how aggressive it is. It's one of my morning routine songs. It gets me pumped. And yeah, and you play that with some big cans on the bus, everyone turns around and looks at you. It's fucking yeah. great. It's great. Probably think you're going to murder them. Yeah, I am. <laughs> All right then. So that one's in that one's in the bin. Uh gadget. What about yourself? Uh, I would like to get rid of uh, Lucky You, the M&M one. Oh, fuck you. Fuck you too. <laughs> I really dislike this one. Um, it was, like, I get what it was trying to do, because I get it's trying to take the piss out of mumble rappers and stuff like that. But I just, You like Eminem, don't you? I really do like Eminem, but I fucking hate that song so much. Because it's it so sounds fun. like trap and mumble rap and stuff like that, and it's just ah uh, nah. It's not that. that. It's, it was bringing Joyner Lucas to the to the front. Like the man's incredible. Like the, the speed yeah. that him and both him and Eminem I, on that track. I'm not disputing the skills that they're they're very good at it. I just really didn't like the song. I it's also like it's, it's also one one of those like rap songs that you get occasionally often where I don't it doesn't have a hook or anything. Like it doesn't have a, something for me to kind of connect to. Doesn't have a proper chorus or anything, or something that just. He's gone cold. I'm wondering why. That's what you're into, isn't it? Yeah, but no, I just really, really dislike that song. But actually, I don't really like the Kamikaze album in general. Hot take. What about yourself, Candy? I'm going to upset a few people here. I think you, Stig, and definitely Noodles, but I'm going to get rid of 3090 by Andrew Garfield. Give up! I know. <sighs> I like him. I do like musicals. Wanker. So it's not that. It just kind of encapsulates everything just in musicals mate. that I don't like. Um, what, good music? No. Yeah. <laughs> feel, feel good moments. Existential crisis. Well, first of all, I haven't seen the film, so I don't song. really... It's... It's happy. It's in a major key. It's in a major key, but the guy's having a shit about turning 30. <laughs> yeah, so, so have I for the past five years since I've been 30-odd. That's what you I'm saying. You don't even know how old odd. you are or your age changes every time you talk about it. 30-odd. 30-odd. It's fine, it's fine. It's, it's, it's you want to get rid of Kings and Leon close and keep him weak Spider-Man. Fuck off. Yeah, no, it's just... The best Peter Parker. I said I do like musicals. Um, but it's there's there's a certain type of musical where they just go a bit. It's just a little bit too kind of. Um, I don't think Hammy's. I think it's sort of ritzy, glitzy, jazz hands kind of thing. That's what that's what I don't like. And for me, it was kind of like to the point where it was almost reminded me of a song from the South Park film. You know where they take <laughs> off lemurs and everything. <laughs> Not having it, mate. Not having it. I know. I'm. I'm sorry. I had you on the last one though. You did, mate. You did. I'll not forget. Oh, do you know what? That's that's upsetting because I had a, that song noodles just mm. actually leads perfectly into when I'm going to lose you. They just it, it does, I, doesn't it? Because I on shuffle. <laughs> yeah. Some some songs just led into whatever, and they just yeah. led into each other really well. That makes uh, sense, man. I'm going to get rid of Atlantic. I need you. Sorry, Biggie. Oh, thank um, fuck for that. Atlantis I hated that one too. too. Cunt, cunt. It, that's that's one of the worst in my. I opinion. like I, I like the some drum and bass stuff, but I just couldn't get into it. Mate, I really <sighs> couldn't. I'm sorry. Six minutes. Me to that is more of the bongos in it. No, but Biggie, you, me listening to that is what you were like listening to Lana Shaw. I just, I just, I had nothing to grip to. I had nothing to cling on to. Was like, six orally. minutes thirty four of the same fucking beat. <laughs> awful, <laughs> awful, awful. <laughs> I'm really like, glad you didn't give me that LTJ Bookham album that you were suggesting that for the last one. Oh, Jesus Christ, I would, have, I would have thrown it back at you. Gadget wants a riff. He wants a riff in his life. I've lost two songs already. I have. 
Okay, well, I'm going to do like, like I want to talk about surprises, things that people haven't heard before. And you'll be happy to know, Biggie, that yours was one of my biggest surprises. Was the, um, what's it called? I made a note. Uh, they reminisce over you. I really, really like that. That's, I put that into my list of ones that I would want on this album in my definitely list. So you should. So, so I've put that in there as my as a surprise of ones I really, really enjoyed. Um, Oodles, did you have anything that surprised you? Yeah, they reminisce over you. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely loved it. Loved it. That was the, the, the track by Pete Rock that was in yeah. dedication to their friend that died because his name is T, his name's Troy, Trouble Truck. Start again, his name is Troy, Trouble T Roy. And obviously, uh, the initials of they reminisce over you spells Troy. Yeah. No, I really, I really yeah, like that a, one. Dedication. Yeah. It's a nice story in that rap as well. Really cool. Yeah. It's got a, um, there's a bit right. No, actually, that's a different song. Sorry. Different, different song. I just um, think I think samples, it's a good song. Um, I, I, I had it on the. Uh, it. I, go on, sorry. No, I was going to say, I, I talked about it on the pod before. It, it sampled Tom Scott's Today. Mm. Is the, the the horns that you hear at the beginning? Yeah, yeah, I like that. I really like them. I, I had that song on at one point in in my room, um, like loud on the, uh, on the Google Google speaker. I don't, I don't shout <laughs> in case it kicks off. Then <laughs> I've got no internet; it won't kick off. I could just say it, but yeah, um, I had that blow, um, and and like Mrs. came in, she was like she started bobbing, she started bobbing. It's always a good sign when you see someone bobbing. It, I don't know, I just. Something about it, I really like it. Yeah. Uh Gadget, anything Ooh. that surprised you? Um yeah, um it was Distortion to Static by the Roots. I don't really I, I know the mm. Roots is the house band for one of the fucking American talk show guys. Fallon. Fallon, that's Fallon, it. Yeah, yeah Fallon, but yeah. I've never really heard their music before. Oh, um, they were big before that, weren't they? Well, I know that, but I've never like listened to their music. I, I, I really like that one. Um, I didn't. I wasn't so stuck on "They Reminisce Over You." Like, it's a good song. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I didn't dislike it, but it just it didn't catch me. I guess. Uh, yeah, Distor- yeah. Distortion Static. I really liked. I really liked the beat. I really liked what they were saying in it. Um, the only the only thing that is a problem with that one is I didn't notice because I was I wasn't on shuffle. I was in order. I didn't notice when it went to eight steps to perfection. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Maybe just the yeah. mix is really good, but yeah, I really like Distortion to Static. Cool. Uh, yeah, I love that. That was one of the uh, first oh, hip-hop videos I ever caught on MTV, and uh, uh, that was my first introduction to them. I was hooked. I like when MTV had video videos. As well, by the way. Yeah, yeah, when MTV really had video. music on, you mean? <laughs> Stuck in uh, 1985. In, in contrast to Gadget, actually, because I heard the majority of these songs before, so I think the the pleasant surprise was Lucky You by Eminem and Joyner Lucas. And it wasn't like, when it first started, I, I didn't enjoy it until I started listening to the lyrics. And then I think it's about a third of the way into the song when they start really rapping fast. I was like, holy shit, that's incredible. Like just the skill it would take. And Eminem is like, I don't like to say people slow down as they get older, but you would think that maybe he might miss a beat or two. But... No, it's just He'll I'm, always be the rap god, won't he? Yeah. It's I'm not saying that it's it's gonna be one of my favourite songs, but it was one of the songs that made me think, God, I need I I just need I d I don't think I've listened to that album. I need to give it a go. Yeah. I didn't like that album. I did. It was better than the one Kamikaze was the one they brought after No, it wasn't. Kamikaze was was the one that got panned or not. 
Yeah, yeah, that's right. Got destroyed. No, it was. I think I someone it was before Kamikaze. actually, and then they brought Kamikaze out as a as a rebuttal to it, like about okay, a month a later. A diss album. Yeah, and then, then music to murder by is the one after, which is very good. Um, oh, yeah, yeah music to mur- murder by is great. Really good. You should just check out Joiner Lucas. Biggie, you should check out Joiner mm-hmm. Lucas. He's fantastic. Yeah, you, you sent me links. Yeah, I've, I've heard some of his stuff. I like it. Really got to listen to that. Um, Things I've Seen is an incredible song. It's not on Spotify because apparently lost the rights to the sample on it, but you can listen to it on YouTube. It's an incredible song. Um, Biggie, anything that uh, you didn't know that surprised you? Yeah, it was uh, Candy's Choice, uh, Beat the Devil's Tattoo. Um, Black Rebel Motorcycle Club. I like that. Um, gave me real Kasabian vibes. I don't know if mm. you would agree, but um, yeah, I had that on, and uh, it's naturally been added to my rock list and stuff like that. So yeah, I really like that. That was really cool. Biggest infamous rock list. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, I agree. I it's do open think to it interpretation. Has a... Everyone likes music, so yeah, I I do think Absolutely. it has a um, a Kasabian feel to that. But you know, Black Rebel were around a long time before. I'm sure. Pretty sure. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. Right. So we have five there that we've kicked out, five that we want in. We've got some surprises there, which we think people might like on the album. Um, So how do we decide what else we want on there? We we really need to figure out seven. I thought you'd ask ask something on the ones that we personally think, um, like, shows off our host's taste, like, Oh, that's definitely a candy. Oh, that's definitely a biggie. Do you know what I mean? That's how I thought we we should do it. Um, well, I mean, we've well, we've gone through them all now, haven't we? And it kind of does show off everyone's taste. I tell you what, I'm gonna open it up to the floor for anyone who wants to talk about a certain track and why they think it should be on the album. I mean, you could talk about one that you've picked yourself or one that you've not. Uh, first off, I I think um, best of you, Foo Fighters should be on there because. I was going to choose a Foo Fighters song. I was going to go with Everlong, but Best of You is an uh, absolute cracker. I could just feel, say, for example, if we had No World for Tomorrow, you finish that, and then you kick into Best of You afterwards. Like It's just such an anthem. It's such a good feel-good song to, to sing along to that I'd, I'd be well happy to have that on there. Yeah, I, I have no complaints yeah, with Best of You. I think, yeah. I think it's a classic. So do that. Like, people agree. If we get a majority, do people agree we should put that on there? We again, we can come back to it when we've got a list, and we can kick some stuff off. And I, I'm not going to kick Foo Fighters off anything. Exactly, it's, mm. not gonna <laughs> it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I want to. I want to absolutely pitch. Um, we got the moves. I just. It's just. It's just my jam. It's my jam. Oh, don't wanna... worry. That's that one's in. Oh right. All right then. Um, <laughs> take on me. Aha! Uh-huh. It's a classic for a reason. It's amazing. It's again just sensational pop banger from the decade that released banger after banger and who doesn't like take on me by ha- by a hat i know it's overplayed sometimes but if it creeps up into a, a playlist that you weren't expecting you're like oh fuck here we go did enjoy singing along to it yeah did enjoy singing along to it and i like the video as well i thought the video yeah and it's a it's a great uh cruising down the motorway song you don't you're not bothered if you're singing you can't hit them high notes it doesn't matter not a single person can hit those high notes i'll show you in person i can and it's just it's just one of those fucking songs you just want it you just want it on it yeah i know it's an obvious one but 
It's it's the, I, I pick that as the juxtaposition to Lana Shaw. They are complete total opposites. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just a bit. Just, <laughs> Just a, bit. a bit. And that's how my brain works. So I do like that. But yeah, aha, it's got to stay on. Come on. Mm. Candy didn't seem too keen. She didn't oh, like don't, it don't like that. But it's it's fine. It's just, it's, it surprised me that that was the choice. Why? <laughs> I just wouldn't have I wouldn't have expected you to say that one. You know me. Sorry, but, I mean, it's, it's fine. I don't dislike it. I was just. I think I'm it was weird. more a face of surprise. Yeah, yeah. I also. I, I mean, I'm jumping in again, but I also think Elvis should definitely still be in there. I love the King. Mm. Yeah, closing off with Elvis. I think. Yeah, yeah. A song yeah. about a song about hope and and people's dreams. You know. Yeah, it's just such love a the good King. song. Love the King. But you yeah. can jump in. Anyone feel free to jump in and say no if they don't agree. You know, they're quite happy. Otherwise, I will. It's not put these my. Down. This isn't my favourite Dire Straits track, but I do like Sultans of Swing. I would have gone for um, Brothers in Arms personally, but Sultans of Swing really enjoyed listening to that again today. The problem with the problem with Brothers in Arms, and I do like Brothers in Arms, is it's very long and it's very sad. Mm. Yeah. Whereas Sultans of Swing's a bit of a bop, you know. It is. Plus, it's plus it's also that first song that I ever learned on the guitar, where I like when I learned how to play, it was just like. Oh yeah, I can play the fucking guitar now. You know, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's when you, it's, it's that it's that um it's that arpeggio guitar so the at the end it's just like oh it's so fun to play but it's just always always sounds amazing. And we we've personally cancelled Money for Nothing. Yeah, <laughs> we've we've cancelled that ourselves. Money, <laughs> Money for Nothing was my first thought, but then like literally it was the day after we had that conversation. I was like, yeah, it is actually a <laughs> we can't a, listen to that anymore. It's naughty. Bit of, bit of a wrong in that one. <laughs> <laughs> I have Sons Sons of Swing, swing Down in my definite list. I yeah, would it's a banger, be mate. more than happy to have it on there because it's such a good song. Yeah. Yeah, it just makes you feel It's good. a vibe, isn't it? Sons of Swing's yeah. a vibe. It's a, and yeah, it's a yeah, cool yeah, the, song. The guitar in at the end, man, it's just... Yeah. Yeah. It's... Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. Well, I always, yeah, I always, always hated so listening good. when Sons of Swing would come on the radio, like back in the days when I used to listen to the radio because they would always fucking the best talk, bit. They always talk over the guitar solo. Yeah. yeah, rude, flat out rude. I yeah. really hate when radio does that. Either yeah. talks over it or skips out the solo, and you're just like, or they, or when they like fucking sing along to the end of it. Hate that. I like yeah. how cute it is that you guys still listen to radio. Oh, don't, no, no, don't, don't like, anymore. Like back when just, I used to listen to radio. Yeah, just memories, of, memories radio? of it happen. Memories of it. Is happening. it still fucking going radio? Is it still Radio One? Is that still a thing? Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah fucking hell. The only radio I've ever listened to is when I turn my <laughs> car on. <laughs> no, when I turn my car on and it just automatically goes to the radio, oh, right, and yeah. then I switch it to my phone. <laughs> yeah, I used to listen to Talkspot a bit, but not, oh, not for a very long time. Yeah. You won't listen to Talkspot, I think you'd kill Fuck yourself that. before you listen to that. <laughs> oh, I've heard of the shit that goes on Talkspot. It's all full of fucking right wing weirdos as well, and people who are armchairing football. Absolutely. Games. Yeah. Um, I'm speaking of weirdos. I'm going to go for Bat for like a prayer, just simply because it's the best song ever written about a blowjob. <laughs> is it? Is it about a blowjob? Yes, it's about a blowjob. I did not know that either. I'm even more glad l- I chose that one now. Look at the lyrics. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> really? Yes. I'd I like a prayer dancer, maybe, um, just because it. I, I chose maybe because I'd chosen twelve songs for me, and then it was on the list down. It's like it's a good song. Um, Why did you spunk on me? Yeah, just like a prayer. I remember oh, yeah, you listen lyric. to it, you don't realise how much of a good song it actually is because it's easy to cast Madonna off. 
yeah. especially with like her latest antics and her latest tracks. You're like, oh, whatever. But actually, if you listen to her old stuff and the newer stuff, well, it, Mikey it, Pres it, incredible. It, it is Madonna's brilliant. Like, uh, yeah. it was kind of when she got into the 90s. It's in about Ray of Light things started to go off the rails. I mean, I, mean, I she, can appreciate that she was 40-year-old in the 80s, wasn't she? Yeah, probably. I can appreciate that she can reinvent herself and stay relevant. And she's she's done that quite successfully, but you can't beat the old stuff. Her vagina. Like, people don't believe me when I say that's one of my <laughs> favourite songs. I will, I, I, I will conversely, I'll go to Battle Like a Prayer, but I will want go to kick out Pet Cemetery. I really just because I really don't like the Ramones. Oh no! I didn't like that at all. It's the one of one of my least favourite Ramones. Songs. Sorry, oh, Candy. No, it's one of I my don't think that's get. Oh, yeah, I don't think that's. Why do you pick Blitzkrieg Bop? It's a bop because <laughs> I like Pet Cemetery more. No, it was God. I didn't mind just, that. I didn't mind that. Ah, oh, no, it's just dull. It's so repetitive, isn't it? Even by the Ramon standards, it's dull. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think we're gonna, you're going to get the required votes for that one, unfortunately. That's fair enough. But the the one that I want to keep it, it seeing as five starters already really reasonably safe because that's the one I would fight for. I think I want to put Starman as um, one that I really do want to go in because I you think, think I'm not going. I'm not going to back Bowie, mate. <laughs> Don't worry about that. <laughs> he's, he's, he's got it written on a red bus and everything. Back Bowie. Don't be, don't, don't be fucking stupid. That's staying in, mate. That's staying yeah. in. See, that could I'll end, walk. That could, that could end walk. the album as well, couldn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's a great ending to that as well. Yeah, I do. I do love that song. Just. Yeah, I know there's a I lot don't. of Bowie songs that you know the overplayed ones where people are just like, oh, I don't like that stuff. I like this one that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that one is just a classic. Oh, there's Bowie right? snobs. Bowie snobs are the worst. Yeah. Like, I think uh, if you were to pick one uh, Bowie song to represent him, I think for me that would it would be that one. Like, there's a star man waiting in the sky. That's to him. It's that or Life on Mars, isn't it? One of those two. Yeah. Yeah, but even then, Life on Mars is far too cryptic to really represent him. Yeah. It's just it's, it's his it's most bit... popular song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Starman's a fucking absolute timeless classic. Got to stay. Right. There's a few then we haven't touched on so far. Um, I'm most of my ones. <laughs> yeah, so. I did notice a, a, a distinct lack of parody songs there. I'm glad well, to... I wanted ones that would get voted in. Oh, trust me, if, yeah. I, if, I, if, I, if I thought White and Nerdy by Weird Al would have gotten in, I would have put it in there. I'd have kept that I in. I love that in. song. I love that song. <laughs> I think that the song that the, the next song, like Sultan's Swing, is my favorite one from your list, and the next yeah. one would be The Evil That Men Do. Yeah, it's a great song. I, I think that's quite happy I, I do think that's that the on. best Iron Maiden song. It's um but like, Ooh, it, like I it's think overshadowed it's by a lot of top five. Ones. Top five. My favourite Iron Maiden song is um Can I Play with Madness because I just think it's daft. I mean mm. same album to be fair, but it's like, yeah. the da- fear of the dark. I like that I like that era of Maiden. Yeah, the kind of the mid eighties one where they were getting a bit experimental. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like it. Before yeah, Adrian Smith left. Yeah, basically. It's it's a good maiden song and Again, they don't play it that often live, and no. sometimes when they do, you think, "Oh shit!" It's also it's, it's, also, it's also not like, and I mean, I know Maiden aren't that particularly heavy, but it's not like the heaviest metal song that they do. It's good for the civilians, no. gets them into yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, let's ask Mister Non Metal Heavy Rock Man. Me? How did you no, How did you get on with <laughs> that I Maiden track, Biggie? Yeah, I mean, it's again, it's. I don't know. Again, I don't know what you call it. Heavy metal. I guess it's it's well, heavy metal. It's, it's heavy. It's it's not my kind of thing. Um, I know Iron Maiden. Obviously, I've been around for years. I get all that, but yeah, just it's they not for me. Started it. <laughs> they're one of the <laughs> they're, they're one of the key components to the actual <laughs> movement. I don't 
don't know this, do I? The new wave of British oh. heavy metal, man. Oh, God. Have you ever heard of a band called Black Sabbath? <laughs> there, <have> you? <laughs> Jesus. I was drunk in a pub Christ. called that. But no, oh, um, my word. Yeah, but yeah no, it, it's just heavy metal to me, isn't it? I, just didn't appreciate it. <laughs> he's, do you know what he reminds me? It reminds me when he's but describing metal than... song. It reminds me of Jeremy Clarkson. <laughs> Millennials. <laughs> <laughs> Did you make it onto the, uh, the one that you Pickies put in Lorna Shaw? Piggy's Rock List. Right? Rock list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, I will say, Gadget, I'm sorry, but I really don't want Birdhouse in your soul on. Oh, really? Just Yeah, I just can't get on with that song. Oh, I love it. Yeah, no, I mean, um, so, I don't like it. I remember either. when I heard it before, I was like, oh, I know this one. It'll yeah. be stuck in everyone's head for two weeks as well. I know, but it's great. It's, it's when... the best, best song ever written about a nightlight. Yeah, I've <laughs> never been into that song. I've, I've heard it loads. I've heard people singing karaoke. I've heard... It's just, I don't know. There's something about it. It's just, I don't know. I'm not into it. No, yeah. I don't. Fair enough. I've got two wins so far. I'm good with that. Yeah, yeah you have, mate. Um, you got to keep Borna running, though. That's an absolute anthem. Hey, I'm not kicking the boss out. No, nah, well, you didn't, you'll <laughs> get fired. <laughs> I If you kick, kick the boss numb. out, he'll come to your house and he'll record an album <laughs> slating you. I know he will. Which he'll then I, tour I love, and play him with 400 of the songs. <laughs> I love Bruce Springsteen, and he shows that you can be absolutely piss paralytic drunk and still do a concert. He knows how to do it. <laughs> I think Legend. he's sobered up now. <laughs> oh, now he has, but then, mate, fucking hell, have you heard the beginning of that song? He's recording it, he's pissed. Yeah. Well, he's, yeah, because he's, he's giving it... Yeah, he's fucking hammered. <laughs> I guess there's a weird sexiness to that song. Like, There's something about it that I always just like, like the Strap sound of it. Strap yourselves cross my engine. Something like that, yeah. <laughs> oh. The tragic romance of being dickheads wanting to get out of a small town and crashing your motorbike, you know. Yeah, I fucking love that song. That is an anthem. You, uh, that used to be played at one of Leeds United clubs that I used to go to, one of pubs. And yeah, Barn to Run gets even Leeds United fans up. Also, greatest saxophone solo ever recorded. <laughs> God bless Clarence Clemens. <laughs> yeah, mate, sensational. Love it. I'm staying in. I'm not bothered. I generally, I'm not really into Bruce Springsteen that much, but I kind of, if. Mm. It, you know, democracy and all that. If other people would want it in, I, I really want to bat for it and get it in there. Perfectly yeah. fine with that. Like, I'm not. Should have been Philadelphia. No, mate. That's. I think it kind of depends on you here, Candy, because you've got two nonplussed and two people who love it. Uh-oh. I need to do this gadget, but I'm not going to ask on it. Fox, say. Rude. Just flat uh, out. Gadget, we'll go listen it to- together, just me and you. Fuck them. Fuck them. Fuck them indeed. Right, I want to where take back my recommendation moment. for Madonna there. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Why, don't you, why don't you bring back Lana Shaw for me and I'll, I'll bat for your next one. <laughs> right, so we have 10 definites here. Okay, I, lo- I like Stig working. I like to see his working. I'll be, I've been working it out, but not only have I been doing this on a notepad, I've been doing it on a, oops, on a modern escapism notepad. Available in our shop. Brand synergy. Yeah, exactly. Get you find that on modernescapism.co.uk. Yep. Link to the shop is on that website. Absolutely. Um, I would like to put They Reminisce Over You on there. I'd like to have that on. So would I, mate. So that was one that really surprised me and I really liked. Oodles really likes it. Biggie obviously yep. really likes it. And for me to like it, it's so far out of my comfort zone. I think that's a success. Yeah. 
So I'd like to have that one in. Um, I'm unbothered on it, but I know democracy goes. Unbothered. That's yeah, the name of this <laughs> podcast title. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's like, I didn't dislike it. I just didn't grab me, you know? Yeah, yeah. You didn't skip it. It's like, no. there it is. There yeah. it was. So the, the only track we haven't really talked about, well, we haven't talked about Eight Steps to Perfection and All My Friends are Metalheads. Oh, come yeah. on, knock out less than Jake. It's a banger. I don't like it. I don't like I don't like, like less than Jake. I don't like Lesson Jake at all, any of the songs. Oh, I'm not know. into that skateboarding, Sorry. skateboarding time. I don't like the so, trumpets. I was just saying. Scarpunk. I don't yeah, like Scarpunk. It's that skateboarding thing. It's like, well, it wasn't the skateboarding scene. It was just pop. It was like Scar. But it just reminds me of someone going down like fucking Venice Beach on a skateboard with some... Coffee macchiatos in their hand, like let's go skateboarding, let's go, <laughs> woo! Fuck that, shite. <laughs> wow. Yeah, not into it. Not into it. So, gadget like distortions of static. We've we've got eight steps to perfection. Aha is on there as a maybe. <laughs> I think we need. We kind of nearly really need to nail this down now. Do you want me to go over what we have so far? Now, now, just for those comments, take our heart out of there. I'm, I'm going against our heart. <laughs> hey, that's that's your prerogative. Overplayed Swedish I, I like I like aha, <laughs> but Candy's not asked. Gadget is on a revenge mission. Absolutely, <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Biggie, do you fancy saving aha, and I'll help you later down down the line. Yeah, I like aha. Oh, I've never had a problem. Good lad. I prefer I you it want- to Madonna anyway. So. Yeah, if you're gonna pick an '80s one. It would be uh, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I owe you one now, Biggie. Don't worry. R- remind me. So I think that's it, really. Unless anyone wants to go to bat for any of the others before we kind of put this list together and make this album and try, try and figure out a good I order want for it. To obviously, give a shout out to Eight Steps because this is LP before he um, joined the band as Run the Jewels. He's in this. I'll back you on that, mate, as well, okay. just for solidarity. Because <laughs> I know you one. The opening chords, the dirty, dirty bass that comes in, and then followed by the drums, and then the, the rapping, and it starts off with a line, rugged like Rwanda. I mean, the lyrics That's as cool. they go on, they start doing some abstract stuff, um, and it's really cool with just trying to get stuff to rhyme with other words and still keep that flow going, and some of the intricate lyrics that they use throughout that song are fantastic and there's a particularly nice line that I like if I can bring it up um, they go when I'm rhyming all summer just listen to the drummer transistor blister feedback freak the impeders funk flow we expose frequencies and sequence napalm gets dropped long range like fiber optics check the rhyme activity your skills is microscopic I mean that's just cool that's cool <laughs> no, that's so, cool out of context that's mega so cool yeah, um, and mega, that was that. Uh, yeah, just it's such a banging track. I love it. I can play that out of my car at full volume. Don't give a fuck. It's awesome. And your low rider. Just giving it just giving as you're talking as well, just giving a quick blast to remind myself. Yeah. Because I did have that issue, I think the gadget that had the distortion to static in it, steps to perfection. It's very similar style. Yeah. Of, they kind of flew into each of, other quite well. Yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah. Where does one begin and one end? I did like the end of distortion static with the ah ha 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 ha. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, trying to decide which one I like the most out of the two because I would like to be a bit more obvious because you'd lot of kicked out. Look at you, 
I would like to have some more hip hop in there as well because I do appreciate that four of us predominantly like some form of rock music. Yeah. So I yeah because um, it is an ME album and it has to encapsulate all of us. But I so really you're, like you're the right beat. There, I really like the beat to Ips. That's perfection over distortion to static. I think like, Ips was a bit pun- was a little I bit liked punchier. It. I like yeah. it more. Yeah, I like it more. Like I think distortion to static. When you're not listening, it could easily sort of blend into the background whilst you're doing something else. It did while I was uh, doing something. Else. I was I was ironing. That was on. So oh, you just like just there, man. Both in. Both in. in. <laughs> Well, I'll take Pete Rock, eight steps, and he's got thirteen tracks. So Uh-oh. we can either we can either eliminate one, <laughs> or we could just be happy and say, "Yeah, that's thirteen tracks." No, read, read the track unlucky. list out, please. Yeah, I don't like thirteen. Read the track list out, please. Eight steps to perfection. Mm-hmm. No world for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. When am I going to lose you? Prodigy Firestarter, Kingslayer. We got the moves, Starman, Best of You, Sultans of Swing, The Evil That Men Do, Like a Prayer, uh, uh, Take On Me, and If I Can Dream. The one I'd take out is Madonna. See, the one I'd take out is Kingslayer, mostly because I fucking can't stand Bring Me the Horizon. The fiery <laughs> fucking passion. I want Ollie Sykes to fall into a meat grinder. <laughs> You've never, you never liked them, have you? I've hated them ever since their first album came out. And the annoying thing is, I really like baby metal. So just to see, just to see them kind of sullied by those Yorkshire wankers. No, <laughs> put them in a meat grinder. That's oh, all right. I've got stig on my side. Oh, uh, get rid of Madonna. Get rid of Madonna. It's the one that doesn't click with me. Again, listening to both tracks, I'd rather listen to Madonna than that one, though. <laughs> <laughs> I just played it again, and I'm like, ah, yeah. Until until Gadget told me it was about a blowjob, I thought it was just a religious song. No, that's the gag, isn't it? That's the it's the gag. joke with it. Pun intended. Hey. <laughs> you know, you could all be nice and put Birdhouse and your soul back into it. No, you're no, right. because that'd be 14, then. <laughs> yeah, 14 was what we were aiming at. Oh, were we? Oh, 12. 12. Yeah, I was, I was going to say 14, but this is more fun. Too late now. Yeah. The <laughs> only one I'd get out of that is Madonna, and it's not that I hate Madonna. I just, yeah, I just, I'd, I'd put like a virgin in. I like that song better. I don't know. What were the first three what, again? That we've what, are you, what are you thinking, Candy? Go through the first three. It's one of, it's one of those ones, I think. It's... Eight Steps to Perfection, No World for Tomorrow. When am I going to lose you? I think it's Eight Steps to Perfection. I'm going to have to take out. Sorry. We need to, we need to, we need to think of something now because we're all at an impasse, aren't mm. we? I knew this was going to happen. I mean, you, I mean you, there's other ones I could, I'd, I'd be happy to lose. Take out We Got the Moves. I didn't get on with that one at all. Give up being horrible. <laughs> no, I'm not being horrible. Like, that, that one was just like, I didn't get it. Just because I didn't like less than Jake. <laughs> No, it's fine. But I just like I say, I didn't get it. You know, to Rachel. I'm fighting for that. That's the only one I want to keep. <laughs> I was well into it. I was yeah. well into that. No, I don't want to get rid of that one. I, I, I like weird music. I just couldn't get into it. It's like you know, like I don't particularly like Elvis, but I didn't. You know, it's like fine if I can dream's a good song, but I don't. You know, I don't particularly care for Elvis. It is Elvis though, isn't it? Yeah. Or that when am I going to lose you? One, I just found it morose. 
Mm. I don't know what we're going to do, guys. We have to make a bargain. <laughs> I, think I think we should add one. I think adding one's easier than taking, getting rid of one. Because we're not going to agree on taking one away. Yeah. Yeah, but then we have to agree on which one we add. <laughs> well, let's do it. Which ones should... What have we got left? From that lineup, that, that 13, which one could we add? Let's put 3090 back in, yeah? Great song. Mm. Loved it. Yeah, man. <laughs> no. <laughs> doesn't fit, man. No, it doesn't. It really it doesn't. doesn't. Fit. It doesn't fit. I even, even I agree. What, what could we put back in, then? Put Lorna Shaw back in just to troll Biggie. No. <laughs> <laughs> if, if that, if 3090 doesn't fit, then that just certainly does not fit. That'll be the opener. <laughs> The Kings of Leon, they got binned off, didn't they, Kings of Leon? Yeah. With, I, I with prejudice, sadly. Mm. Fuck off. Closer. I don't have a problem with Closer. I like it. I really like Closer. I can't, I can't be... If, um... if you'd ask for Molly's Chambers, I've been right up there. Oh, no, 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 no. That's no, a great no, track. No, I like no, that no, too. no, 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 no. Not yeah, close. But... I, can't, I, can't, I can't be in the same... In the same playlist as that song. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can't be associated with... with... With that track, to, that to, album, to, to, to be fair, I'll agree with you. It was like I found it just kind of slow and plodding. Like, yeah, uh, I, yeah. I, I never really got on with the um, Kings of Leon when they did that big change to their sound and everything become a bit more I electronic and Kings echoey. Of, uh, yeah, I like them when they were a blues when they were rock like band, inbred style. Yeah, when they were just like, we're all why they were beardy? Yeah, yeah. Why don't long we just beards? keep thirteen? Because we have listener tracks, two listener tracks to put on. That would technically make it fifteen. That's yeah. not a bad shout. That's not a bad shout. Yeah, agree to disagree and all that. Yeah, definitely. So, what is the thir- the, the track list now as a thirteen? Oh Jesus! Am I going through it again? Yeah. This is what it's going to be, mate. You you wanted to do this. We need to decide on an order. So yeah, eight steps to perfection. No world yeah. for tomorrow. When am I going to lose you? Firestarter, Kingslayer. We got the moves. Starman. Best of you. Sultans of Swing, The Evil That Men Do, Like A Prayer, Take On Me, and If I Can Dream. Yeah. If I Can Dream should yeah. be the closer. I, I want to start with Firestarter. Start with Firestarter. S- start with Firestarter, yeah. Firestarter. Right, that's fine. I was going to say No Wolf Tomorrow, either or. Have a good kind of intro yeah, to an album, yeah. yeah. No, no, so no, what? no, no. World for tomorrow works as kind of like a midpoint one because like you get like the first kind of jump of it, then you start the second part of it with no world for tomorrow. Yeah, right. So number one, Firestarter. What does Firestarter nicely lead into? Uh, we we got the moves. <laughs> no, we got the moves. Walks nicely to the bin. Um, <laughs> at the end, then. I, th- I, 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 I think it could go into one of the hip hop ones. I think it might work into like distortion to static, maybe because that's got a really kind of str- strong mm. beat behind it. That's not a bad shout. Just seen it now. What yeah, about? That works. Hang on, no, hang on, hang on. Think about it this way, right? Prodigy, Kingslayer. Hang on, we didn't put distortions of static in there. Oh, do we not? Sorry, I was getting mixed up there. It was eight steps of effect. Prodigy, Kingslayer, both kind of dance holly. Dance holly. Well, you know what I mean. What? Fucking raves. Bit ravey. You can't. You mm. can't, actually, you, you, actually, you, into Kingslayer works. No, you Thank can't you. have a brilliant song followed by a shiter. You can. <laughs> I think it's that not works. shite either. It's fucking terrible. Anything yeah, with I, all these psychs I, on I, it is it, terrible. Do, do, doesn't it work, Stig? You're listening it, to it, it now, works. aren't you? Yep. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah. It works. 
It's same beat and stuff, it's same. Then after that, you need to have something a bit mellower. So, like a prayer. It's going to sound so weird. Let's turn that. <laughs> it's a concept <laughs> album, <laughs> this. <laughs> um, no, Evil Men Do, that's a bit too... Uh... Yeah. Evil Men, Evil Men Do, I would have after No World Tomorrow. Yeah. That, yeah. They lead well into each other. After Kingslayer, Born to Run. It's not in it. <laughs> oh, fuck! Why yeah, no, you Sultans of Swing. Sultans of Swing. They, yeah. Then you've got, because yeah. you've had a song that Gadget hits, so he's going to be like, right, f- I'm, and I'm, I'm unhappy now, but now I'm going to be happy. Now I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> We've got all the emotions in this album. I can just go from Firestarter, then skip, and then Sultans of Swing. It's perfect. There you go. Yeah. Skip, skip button's quite easy for you. Damn right, rated. okay. So, <laughs> that leads quite well in nicely into when am I going to lose you? It okay. does. It does. Just because it's got a, a that's a faded out one, and then it kind of comes back in with a nice piano, and then yeah. Give me ideas. Where do we go from here? We're on to track five. Would now be so the time have... to go to the uh, to they reminisce over you. That yes, yes, yeah, I'm into it. Like a mid, that a kind mid... of mid-album push. Yes, it yeah. does. Yeah, mate. Yeah, because when am I going to lose you? Just that fades out, and then the remiss of you actually fades up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bang into that. Right. Come on, let's keep going. Keep going. Let's keep going. Uh, best of you after that one, kind of thematic. Yep. Mm. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. And I think Starman after that, because you got the Ooh. guitar. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And Watch after stop. Starman, we got the moves. We're bringing it back up. We're bringing <laughs> it up. It <laughs> <laughs> really just wants <laughs> us to get to the point <laughs> where we don't <laughs> have <laughs> that, <laughs> that song on <laughs> the on the. Think of it. No, it doesn't work, Loodles. Oh, <laughs> we're ending it with that. <laughs> so, um, did did you already put No World for Tomorrow onto it? No, no. So, so then after after the Foo Fighters, No World for uh, No World for Tomorrow, and then Evil That Men Do, or vice versa. Oh, we're going to do Starman after. Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah, sorry. Yeah, Starman then into those. It actually works after Starman, I think. Yeah, it does work after Starman. No world for tomorrow, and then evil that men do. Right, we've got four left. Oh, fucking uh, put we got the moves in. Keep them happy. Yeah, <laughs> we got the moves. Ah, <laughs> oh, such a good song in it, Stig. Yeah, I, I loved it. I was really <laughs> into it. So good. Really, really into it. Then into Aha. Yes, we're having an oodles serenade at the end <laughs> and then into like a prayer finished off with Elvis yeah. is that the yeah that, those last three are the gay part of the album <laughs> <laughs> it all goes a bit gay in the end yeah, it goes a bit gay in the end I love it <laughs> right and then we end with Elvis and then we have the bonus oh this is going to take another hour <laughs> it's not it's not because I got two tracks, I think, that would see this out so, for uh, me. So for, so for before we start, in, who, what person in their unfortunate, diseased mind put Follow Me by Uncle Cracker I know, I was going to pick on that as well. 
That would be Super Nutty Cat. That was Super Nutty Cat. Super Nutty Cat, what the fuck is wrong with you? Oh my God. Look, you want me to, I would listen to the whole back catalogue of Less Than Jake over that one song. <laughs> I'll have a word with her later, don't worry. Do you want me to go have, through the I'll list of what the listeners sent in? So we'll go through yes. it now. So Super Natty Cat, she said, the first one was Place Your Hands by Reef. Banger. Oh, she, she, she provided a bit, of, a bit of feedback here rather than the song. So she says, Ultimate, get up and fucking love, some, uh, love someone song. When this plays at a wedding and I'm drunk, the nearest person dancing to me is having a catch and a kiss and possibly a glass of rum and coke accidentally over them. Oh, second know, suggestion. She said, second suggestion, despite being asked for only one. She says, because I'm <laughs> special and you love me and stuff. Uncle Cracker, follow me. Nope. Nope. <laughs> yeah, sorry, song. but that's going out. Now that's uh, such a juxtaposition because I fucking love that Reef song. Yeah, the Reef song's yeah. brilliant. Yeah. But Uncle Cracker is borderline <laughs> offensive. <laughs> Also, Reef in general, <laughs> fucking brilliant. Oh, sound. And they're still going today, aren't they? They're like the Cornish ACDC. It's great. Yeah, that's it. It's perfect, man. <laughs> Cornish ACDC is perfect. Yeah, I love, I love Reef. It's fucking solid. But yeah. Uncle Cracker is yeah. the worst thing anyone's ever submitted to us <laughs> since we started this podcast. <laughs> it's foul. Um, Planty from 100 Things Pod comes in with an American trilogy by Elvis, one of the finest entertainers of all time. A great way to end the tunes at a house party. I get goosebumps every time. Um, yeah, every time. Planty would, would would like to know that um, I had this as my pick originally, didn't I, Stig? Yeah. And I also sung it to Stig and Gadget live. You did? You did. And they both cried. Yep. <laughs> so cried I love pain. that song, but... Yeah, cried with pain. I love that song, but... Two Elvis songs. We can't yeah. do two Elvis songs. Yeah, it's too much. I just want to. I want to let Planty know that's one of my favourite songs of all. Yeah, yeah, it would have been there. I'd have gone to bat for it had we already had Elvis in there. Uh, Court Connections says "Plastic Boogie" by King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, a glam rock stomper <laughs> about polluting the ocean. I liked it. It's not the best yeah. King Gizzard song, but I enjoyed it. No, I yeah. liked it. Yeah, I, I don't think it's. I don't think it's going to make the slot that I liked it. No, and we had uh, Jack Chamber, Chambers Ward, uh, Stranded by Gojira. Yes, that was yes. one of my favourites. Tune. Gojira. I love Gojira. Uh, Matthew Stockton, What's That by Hazy Hayes. I enjoyed that yeah. more than I expected. I enjoyed yeah, it as I well. Wasn't into it. Really wasn't mm. into that one, unfortunately. Mm. DJ Walsh, Night, Night Watchman by Bell X1. Love it. the song that he talked about last week. Yeah, that was cool. Pod fucking, last week. I love it. I've got that, that full. Band now, just like it's all of them in Spotify. Yeah, really good. I really like that one. Uh, John Cheatham, Johnny Cash, uh, and the man that comes around. I love that song. It's so good. Mm. Not my favorite Johnny Cash one, but it's still a banger. Uh, Hallmark of Vince says "Dead Man's Float" by Sage Francis. I loved this. Yeah, yeah I really enjoyed it. it. Absolutely banger, wasn't it? Loved it. Wasn't yeah. it good? Sage, I've never Sage, heard it before. Sage Francis is really good because he's more of a poet than a rapper. And a lot of the stuff he does, like that Dead Man's Float is, is, got, is the same as a lot of his songs. It's got this wonderful build to it. It just gets kind yeah. of angrier towards the end. I loved it. I never heard it before. Yeah. I fucking love it. You look up some Sage Francis stuff. The mm. sample in the background sounded like the Stranger Things tune at one point. It did a bit, didn't it? Yeah. 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 I loved uh, it. I, I, I was like, I, I was like, what the fuck? Oh, oh, and all my friends yeah. going, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I Zenos want that Com- in. I actually want that in as one of the bonus ones. I do, but we'll we'll talk, we'll, we'll discuss. Yeah. Uh, Zenos uh, comes in with Starlight's Brigade by Tupperware Remix Party. Really enjoyed Fine. that. 
Yeah, I, like, I enjoyed Camp, that, and I like Camp, Campus I like the, Christmas synthwave. <laughs> I like the name of the band. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, it didn't it didn't blow me away, but I I wasn't offended by it in it's any just, way. I liked it. Yeah, I'd love it's to just love the music like, video for it. Oh, Anime well, is fuck. I, I will check that out. The name of the band's just like really random. Like we when we played rock uh, star, we used to call ourselves Cucumber Sausage Factory. It made no sense. It just it yeah, was a yeah, laugh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that Fkin guy, uh, Mayfly by Terry Reed. Love it. I, I didn't get on with it. I, d- I didn't. Not for. I, I thought it was nice, but not for the album. I thought for me, it don't fit the album, but I still loved it. Todd I, Story. I, I, I just didn't like his voice. Mm, I didn't get on board with him. Todd Story, Wine, Beer, and Whiskey by Little Big Town. Really enjoyed that. Yeah, that was fun. That one. That was a fun one. And then, yeah. uh, Kate, my wife, threw in Just a Day by Feeder. Oh, tune, tune, tune. Is it, that is that is the Kerrang classic, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Fun, fun, fun fact: My next door neighbour was in the music video. Yeah, she's, so she's everyone in Britain. In that video. Everyone in Britain was in that music video, <laughs> weren't there? She's uh, the dark-haired girl dancing on a bed. I, I thought the whole video was dark-haired girls dancing on the bed. <laughs> no, no, like very, very, very specific. Stood up on her bed dancing. Yeah, that is a great tune. That is a very good song. That, so that, how, again, Kerrang generation, isn't it? How do we want to lead this album out? We've we've had Elvis. Sing his big number. We've released the album a year later. Sales are huge, huge. We've gone yeah. platinum five times. So we release our special bonus. We've gone edition. diamond. Yep. And we stick on a couple of tracks on the end that we decided yeah. that the listeners chose. And what do we what do we see this album out with? I think we should have um, Dead, Man's Float. Dead Man's Float and either Just a Day or Place Your Hands. Place Your Hands was the one for me. I think Absolutely. Reef, yeah. 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 Yeah, Dead Man's Float and Reef. Yeah, Dead Man's Float and Reef, man. Also, can can we do that thing where we have like a, a hidden extra super secret track? You know, where it's like track five or something skipped, like this. Skip to yeah, and and and, and it and it's the it's the sound of sound of us with uh, golf clubs smashing a copy of Double Wide <laughs> by Uncle Cracker. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we and we say follow this, you fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Who let Kid Rock's DJ make an album? <laughs> What's that final track list then, Stiggy? Are we? What are we? Hang on, let me just see. Reef. No, the, the the full list. I think it should be the other way around. I think you finish American Trilogy and you're hitting big with a Reef song, and then Dead Man's Float because it. it we haven't got American ne- Trilogy, have we? No, uh, sorry. Um, yeah. Uh, if I can yeah, dream. Yeah, and then you hit it big with a Reef song, and then the album just Dead Man's Float. Dead Man's Float. If yeah. you listen to the end of that, it. Yeah, man. It really fades out nicely. Yeah, I agree. Okay. okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll fight that. Yeah, I'll fight for that. There was some really good ones on there. Like I, I, I was, you know, we've we've made easy work of that. But I was going to go to bat for the Night Watchman. I thought it was a really nice one you could lead out with. I yeah. really enjoyed Wyatt, wine, beer, and whiskey. Wine, beer, and whiskey. Yeah. I really liked. Really I, liked that. If 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 Reef hadn't been in it, or um, I would have suggested maybe closing it with uh, "The Man Comes Around" because I just re- I really like that song and it's quite reflective because yeah. I was the last the one that Johnny Cash wrote around. before he died. Mm. Is it? Oh, I didn't know that. It's not the last thing he recorded, but it was the like the so that that yeah, whole, yeah, that yeah, whole yeah. set yeah. of the the black the black cover albums. That was yeah, the yeah, last yeah. song he wrote for that, and it came out in two thousand three. Died in t- two thousand four. God, he had a voice, didn't he? Yeah. yeah, and it's and it's just a weird mix of kind of stuff from the Bible, and it's it's quite odd, but it's like really yeah. impressive imagery. Yeah, yeah, I do like Johnny Cash, the original Goff. 
Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So that is now that's what I call modern escapism. That's our album. Available oh, in Virgin Megastars. And on Spotify when I put it out and Gadget sticks it in the show notes. Yep. Should we do you want me to go fight one last run through the list? One last yeah. run through. Yeah. So we start with Firestarter into Kingslayer, Sultans of Swing. Uh, when am I gonna lose you? Uh, they reminisce over you, best of you, Starman, no world for tomorrow, evil that men do. We got the moves. Aha, like a prayer, if I can dream. Oh, we've I've realized we've missed a song here. <gasps> uh oh, plot twist. It's guys, it's uh, stairs to perfection. Eight steps, yeah, there's only eight one song on my Oh, shit, yeah. Why don't you put eight steps perfection in the playlist where it's eight steps away from the end of the album? Hey, hey, nice. hey clever. Where does right. that land? So that's uh, after best of you. Yeah, I can dig that. It's number seven in X. It's, four, it's going to be a 14 track. So we were fighting over what we could do for 14. And it was there <laughs> we all already, along. We already had it all along. <laughs> <laughs> this is how music is made. No, this is how music is arranged. <laughs> this is how music is arranged. Uh, yeah, because uh, that makes that track seven, eight, nine, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah. Maths. So. That goes after Best of You, then Starman, No World for Tomorrow, Evil That Men Do, We Got The Moves, Aha, Like A Prayer, If I Can Dream, with the bonus tracks of Place Your Hands and Dead Man's Float. I feel like this album's better at the end, the ending. Yeah. It builds. The, it's got a good build. The, ga- the gayer bits. <laughs> That's my favourite part. <laughs> yeah. It's because you wanted that like- fucking shite, what was it, We Got The Moves in there. It's a great song. Ah, that was I'm, dreadful, I'm going- no, I'm going to bat for it. It got me up. I was really like, I really liked it. It was the only, the only one I didn't really like on Noodles was, was um, to the Hellfire. Like out, like his was no, like I enjoyed parts yeah, of it. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. It just doesn't work with this. So your music there was my favorite out of the lot. Do you know? What? Aww, I think that's a really good like thanks. arrangement. Because like when you listen to albums and when you go to gigs as well, they they always kick off with a couple of real bangers, don't they? And then they take it down a notch, and then they end with a classic. So that's basically what we've done. But they do that thing in, in, in live of live gigs as well. We go, we're going to do a song that you don't know, and everyone goes, oh, <laughs> oh, third one, third fourth. <laughs> oh, fucking hell, yeah, excellent. That's, it. that's done. Thanks, thanks for that, Stig. You've put a lot of effort into that. All we did was use our ears this week, and <laughs> you put all that effort in. Well, it wasn't that much effort, really. I'm proud. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of our listeners. I'm proud of everyone. So, as always, links to all our extracurricular activities are in our show notes and at modernescapism.co.uk, and please consider becoming a patron to help support our endeavour. Well, next week we'll mark our 100th episode. What? <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> We are actually planning a more subdued under episode because we will be celebrating our centenary officially in person in September. That's where we're celebrating it. But yeah, um, it's going to be our under It's going to be great. You're going you're gonna to hear, because we're recording it out of sync and out of time, we will... My fault. If you're in our, if you're <laughs> yeah, in our someone's Discord, on holiday. Yeah, someone's on holiday. If you're in our Discord, just keep your, keep your eyes peeled. We're going to ask for some feedback there. So there's no point in telling you now because you won't know by then. 
So, yeah. So, for everyone that's not a patron, uh, this has been a musical odyssey. Um, that's, that's it for our musical uh, themes. No. We want to... Is it not? We've got one more. It's got the patrons like- pick. Patrons pick it after at the end of the month. Absolutely, I almost forgot about that. So yeah, patrons, come on, come on. But yeah, if you are a patron, you'll hear us in the green room soon. But for everyone else, now that's what I call modern escapism. Good night. It's going to take 10 years to upload this fucker. <laughs>